This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. It's Gaudapalooza at Whole Foods Market. Take 20% off all Gouda. Gouda Palooza. Not gout. They're not having gout this year. Got it, got it. Gouda. Take 20% off all Gouda through October 5th. Must present proof of goiter. Show a swollen foot. Plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last. Learn more on the Whole Foods Market app. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. It was like a Palooza. I'm like, what am I reading? What is this? And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I just want to sit on Gautapalooza. We're going into a serious topic here with news. Okay. All right. Here we go. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Because, of course, we're starting with, like, the most horrible story in in recent news. Gabby Petito was killed by another person, a coroner concluded, while also confirming that the human remains recently found at Wyoming National Park were those of the 22-year-old woman who disappeared months after she set out on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend. The FBI confirmed. Tuesday. Teton County Coroner determined Petito was a homicide victim but did not disclose the cause of death pending a final autopsy results. Uh, her body was found Sunday near an undeveloped camping area in remote northern Wyoming along the border of Grand Teton National Park. Meanwhile, authorities continue to search a swampy Florida preserve area near the home of Petito's boyfriend. Florida in Northport, uh, police in Northport, Florida said Tuesday morning that investigators returned to the Carlton Reserve to look for 23-year-old Brian Laundry. Investigators searched the 24,000-acre Florida Nature Preserve over the weekend without success. They focused on an area after Laundrie's parents told police he may have gone there. Authorities are using helicopters, drones, dogs, and officers in all-terrain vehicles in the search. About 75% of the search area is underwater. Laundrie is named a person of interest in the case, but his whereabouts in recent days are unknown. So, Preston, you you, um, posited the notion that he might take his own life? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. they, they, They were, you know, they were zeroing in on him and they, right. they kept coming after him and he wasn't saying anything. I was wondering if he went out and just took himself out. Right. If he is on, you know, if he's on the run, you know, listen, they're going to eventually, you can okay, only yeah. go for so long. Yeah. Even if you leave the country, they have a way of tracking people down, especially super high profile cases like this. They have a picture that they believe is him that was actually caught on some sort of wilderness deer cam. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, really? an infrared deer cam in the area of the murder. Huh. Uh, and uh, it's like... Oh, so this is prior to him getting back to Florida? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I mean, it's such a tragic and awful story, but it's also just fascinating. Like, the, the number of wrinkles that are involved with all of yeah, it and, yeah. like, and the number of people that it's affecting and uh, it's just the, the tendrils that are coming out from it. It really, I, I can't stop paying attention to it. Yeah, I told you, Nick, over the weekend, um, I sort of just like, you know, uh, like delved into it yeah. a little bit. And uh, just like you said, all of the different parts of this. It's like the tragedy trauma porn stuff, but yeah. it, like you just, yeah, I can't stop. Trying to find out more right. details. Um, right. The father, did, um, Petito's father, did an inter- interview with Doctor Phil prior to them finding her body. So it was a little, mm-hmm. you know, dated once it once it had aired. But um, he said that they reached out to his whole family once they had not been able to to contact her. They reached out to uh, Laundry's parents and the sister. Apparently, there, there was a sister who has some kids, and um, Petito was sending postcards to the kids and things like that. But he reached out to their family, and he says that not one of them returned a text message or a phone call, yeah. and all of. 
this. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So it may have been, like, of course, now I'm thinking into the, the details. It may have already been when he returned to Florida. Right. You know, from the from the trip or, you know, from after whatever happened. So maybe they did know something. How old is he? He's 23. Okay. All right. And she was 22. Okay. Huh. Philadelphia is reminding people to start bringing their own bags when they shop. The city is taking the next step in its ban on single-use plastic bags next month. Starting October 1st, businesses need to begin phasing out the plastic bag, but there will be an additional six-month awareness, education, and warning period before full enforcement begins. The ban was passed in December of 2019, but was delayed due to the pandemic. The ban will affect all commercial establishments of all sizes in Philadelphia that make bags available for carry-out items such as food, clothing, home goods, and or for delivery. These businesses include establishments indoor and outdoor where food or other products are offered to the public for sale, including but not limited to supermarkets, convenience stores, shops, service stations, department stores, clothing stores, restaurants, food trucks, farmers markets, and delivery services. The legislation prohibits retail establishments uh, from providing for checkout or delivery. Any paper bag that does not contain at least 40% recycled content is also banned. We should pair with the designer, Kathy, and have a press and Steve Shopping bag, right? Uh, totally. we, well, a reusable bag. Yeah. Oh, it's totally. down right here. Oh, we yeah. didn't actually mention it in our meeting on Monday. I think it's a. I think it's a great. Louis idea. Vuitton. You think? Yeah. yeah. Let's do designer. Twelve hundred dollars a bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the following bags are exempt. However, uh, dry cleaning bags and newspaper bags. Why? Uh, ba- well, they're the worst. The dry cleaning bags. Remember, I was terrified as a kid when my parents would go pick up dry cleaning. Why? Don't go anywhere near that bag oh. because <laughs> kids would suffocate. But the newspaper bags are actually. Great for picking up dog poop. Uh, it what, just, what are newspaper well, bags? Like the, the little they have today's bag. headlines on them. No, that goes over the newspaper oh. when they throw it on your driveway. Oh, oh. God, okay. I haven't seen one of those in, in a while. No. I know. Yeah. Decades. Yeah. What's a newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Kathy, they throw your newspaper in your driveway? Mine's in my lawn. I got to go walk on my dew covered lawn every morning. <laughs> Jeez. In my oh. bare feet. Horrible. It's so sexual. Um. So, bags uh, sold in packaging containing multiple bags intended for use as garbage bags or to contain pet waste or yard waste. So, those are exempt as well. Bags used inside a retail establishment by a customer to purchase perishable items. To the point of sale, including bags used to uh, package bulk items, meat or fish, unwrap, prepare foods, bakery goods, flowers, potted plants, or similar items. Frankly, I'm done with the, uh, the like the bags. I do the self checkout all the time, and the plastic bags are never set up the right way. And when you try to separate them, it, it sucks. <laughs> so to have a bag that st- I can control my bag, yes, I'm looking forward to this. I'm surprised that they can't uh, recycle those. Uh, you know, they call bag. them single-use. They could put a man on the moon. Yeah, right? What's the story? Because if, if yeah. they're single-use, then you, then you can't recycle them, correct? Our, our cat I mean, I try to get several uses out of them for other things. I yes. bring my lunch in them, oh, and we yeah. clean up our dog poop with yep. them and stuff like that, at least to get a little bit more out of them. Right, right. Our cat litter bags, and I, I, they're, they're biodegradable, so they're, 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 yeah. that's the deal. They feel like a plastic-ish kind of material, so why can't they do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bags provided by pharmacists to contain prescription drugs are also exempt from this ban. So uh, they're starting October 1st, but it's sort of like an education period. The bat population is slowly on the rise in Pennsylvania after numbers dropped so low that some species were near extinction. I had noticed a couple of bats flying around the other night, and it didn't dawn on me that I hadn't seen them the past couple of years. So that's interesting that you brought that up. The same thing happened to me. I was in my yard, and one flew flew by, and we used to have them all the time. And same thing. I thought, oh, wow, I haven't seen that in a while. We We had a pet. 
the, we called him our pet. We called him. We named him Aquabat. At dusk. Oh, uh, that's at right. Dusk. Yeah. yeah, and he would come, and even if we were in the swimming pool. He would dip down into the Get water. I have video of it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he Dipping would into the water? Every night, like around 7.30, what? it was in the summertime, and he would come flying down, and he would just skim the water real quick, and we'd, we'd be like, Aquabay! <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to find the video, because I love. we used to love when he would oh come Oh, my gosh, around. that's so funny. We yeah. were terrified of ba- uh, bats as children because we were told... I don't know who told us this. But they, Wait, can I guess? What? They'd get stuck in your hair? That they, they would eat your hair. Yes, see? <laughs> I was too. We grew up in a very similar My family. God. They, 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 there have been stories of bats getting caught in people <laughs> who have long hair. Yeah. I don't think they're looking to eat the hair. <laughs> eat your hair. It's a, it's a wise... Do you have any hair I can eat? Yeah. <laughs> this Batman loves well, it. And- I'm going to eat your hair. What was that? Yeah. The bat that flew by my house the other day was making a noise. I never knew them to make... Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was... It, and he was the only one. It was by himself. But, hey! yeah, it was, it was very strange. Hey! So, hey! Experts that's say... The, uh, that's the way they... Echolocation. Uh, experts say the comeback will be good for the environment, even if they may be a pest to home. So bats can crunch their bodies and get into attic crawl spaces and mm-hmm. chimneys from the outside. The experts at Montgomery Wildlife say as more and more trees are cut down and more and more old barns are cut down, these bats have to go somewhere and they tend to find their way into residential property. Here's a uh, bit of information on bat myths. It says the myth that was that a young woman went out at night. If a young woman went out at night, a bat would fly under her hair and get stuck. In reality, it says bats are not interested in flying into your hair. Yeah. They might fly may fly close to you in search of insects, but their amazing use of echolocation will prevent them from landing on you. Uh, the drop in population was because of white nose syndrome, a disease that killed up to 90% of some species of bats, and it was a big blow to the environment. The average little brown bat would eat approximately 1,000 mosquito-sized bugs per hour, said the owner of the Montgomery Wildlife. He says the population is slowly starting to recover, which is good for his business and the ecosystem. Bats are a protected species, so if you get them inside your home, you need to call an expert uh, who can remove them humanely. I didn't know that. I've removed a few uh, bats from my home. They- and they're always cute, and you always get worried. And you know, like I have, I use the tennis racket method, where if they're up on the wall, you, you kind of hold it, and you got your, get them on you, it? you know, like I have a gardening glove that I'll take. And oh, dear I, God. Uh, yes, I would oh yeah, smash it They're so the cute. I mean, you know, they're. They're not like big vampire bats. Uh, you want them to stick around your neighborhood, too, to help control the insect population. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Baltimore Orioles, hey. winning 3-2 in 10 innings last night at the ballpark. They did it! JT Real Muto hit a two-run triple with two outs in the 10th inning, scoring Bryce Harper with the winning run on a headfirst slide into home to rally the Phillies past the O's. They, did it! they remain three games behind Atlanta in the National League East and are chasing three teams for the second National League wildcard spot. The series against Baltimore wraps up tonight, and Zach Wheeler will get the start. Game time is at 7.05. The Flyers provided a few preseason injury updates yesterday. Kevin Hayes is scheduled to have abdominal surgery on September 21st and will be out for six to eight weeks. So 
and Morin will have right knee surgery to have loose bodies removed and will be out six to eight weeks. And Wade Allison has a right ankle sprain and is out indefinitely. A total of 57 players, including 32 forwards, 20 defensemen, and five goaltenders, are scheduled to attend training camp, which officially begins tomorrow. And Sixers all-star forward Ben Simmons will not report for op- the opening of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. <laughs> Simmons wants Shut to the f- up. Such a freaking baby. Simmons wants to trade out of Philadelphia and told management that he has no plans to wear an NBA uniform again until he's moved to a new team. Simmons explained his stance to ownership and management in a late August meeting and has had no contact with the organization, no direct contact with the organization for weeks, according to sources. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. And we welcome you to the first day of fall, the first full day of fall. That's, That's right. Today. So yeah. uh, autumn has arrived, and with it, some uh, some good stuff on our program. We have several people that are going to be joining us guest-wise. Uh, we're going to start off with Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine's checking in early in the 7 o'clock hour, and the Robert Irvine line of spirits are now available in multiple states around the country, and it's through our friends at Boardroom Spirits. Well, they're wonderful. He has had a uh, a nice um, collaboration with them for quite a long a long time now. So now they have the Robert Irvine booze line. So yeah. we'll talk to Robert about that a little bit later on. Uh, we also have J.J. French, guitarist from Twisted Sister on the show. <laughs> He's got a book out. Steve and I have fell in love. Steve had had uh, pointed this out to me. There's a documentary called "We Are Effing Twisted Sister," and it's outstanding. It's, it's great, excellent. It's one of the best rock documentaries yeah. you'll ever see. And so we'll talk to JJ later on this morning. And his book is called "Twisted Business: Lessons from My Life in Rock and Roll." So we'll see what he has to say. And then Nick, you got to help me with his names: mm-hmm. Rasmus Ristolainen. Ristolainen. Yes. Uh, he is one. Of, he's a, a new acquisition of the Flyers. He's a defenseman. He's huge. Big guy. Yeah, and he is from uh, Finland. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And he's supposed to be really interesting. Uh, this will be our first chance to meet him. We're going to zoom with him, so uh, we'll get a little bit of FaceTime, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Is is he stateside or is he? he is, uh, yeah, he's okay. lived in the country for a long time. So my first question when they uh, pitched this guy for an interview was, uh, "How's his English?" Right. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, it's really good, and uh, and he's a, a huge addition, literally and figuratively, to the Flyers' defensive line. So we'll talk to. Uh, Rasmus uh, around 9.30 this morning, and we're also going to go live on Pucks Good Day today, and we have several opportunities for you to win money, two of them particularly mm. with the money clips at 8 and 10 a.m. That, of course, goes on throughout the day. Now, we also have, which is standard procedure on a Wednesday, a secret text word prize, and we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets as MMR presents Ghost and Volbeat, Saturday, February 12th, BB&T Pavilion. Uh, <laughs> The tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And if you want to win tickets for free, text the word secret to 39333. And we'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with the word and the designated caller wins. We'll also grab a random text or two. So get on that. It's Ghost and Volbeat, uh, Saturday, February 12th, indoors at the BB&T Pavilion. Text the word secret to 39333. All right, obviously a lot to do, so let's break. Come back in a second. We'll dive into the entertainment news and a stupid question when we get back. So don't be going long. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interacme swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win dot com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If you can't make it to Gallapalooza, there's always scurvy stock, Preston. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I don't want to miss that. All right, so stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. And the question that I have for you is this. What viral disease did Louis Pasteur develop a vaccine for? Mm-hmm. 215263WMMR. I never knew this. What viral disease did Louis Pasteur Develop a vaccine for two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know that answer. Going to go through some birthdays while we're waiting for that phone call from you. Today is Wednesday, September twenty second. As I said earlier, first day, first full day of fall, and celebrating birthdays today. Andrea Bocelli, ah, the singer, blind singer, right? Yes. Yeah. What was he had? Mm. Sort of a hit, right? Uh, we had a. What was that song? I think I Will Ferrell sings it at the El- end of El Valore or something like is that. that? What it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was uh, it's been featured in a lot of different TV shows and movies. Right, it was right. On Sopranos for a stretch. Yeah, that's the one that he sings in Step Brothers. I believe that's the one he sings yeah. at the end of Step Brothers. Mangina, <laughs> Mangina. Uh, he's in hose. Yeah, he's in coming to town soon. I just saw his. Uh, Picture up on a billboard okay. outside the uh, Wells Fargo Center. He's sixty three today. Uh, Joan Jett. Ah. Uh, she celebrates her 63rd birthday today. Veteran of the barbecue? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that John DeBella was kind of instrumental in helping her uh, break out? I so, was not aware of that until a few years ago. The station that uh, WDRE, which you worked for as well, yeah. uh, before it, there was WLIR. John DeBella used to do the morning show for WLIR in New York, and there's a documentary called Dare to be Different, yeah. and they actually talk about that history and how hard... Bella worked to get wow, Joan really? Jet. Yeah, yeah. Wow. going. Yeah, uh, we, don't we all have pictures with her? Was that from the barbecue? Yeah, she I was think like so, in the hallway, yes. yeah, and yeah, we yeah. Were, were like lined up, and we took pictures with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I and cut she, mine. Uh, and yeah, she was cool, accident. man. Yeah. She, she was really cool. Uh, so she turned sixty-three today. She was uh, much smaller than I thought she was. She's very tiny, yeah. tiny, right? She's You're, badass. Yep. Uh, so we have a couple of famous. Uh, so we have some celebrities whose daughters celebrate birthdays today, and they're, so they're they're celebrities as themselves, but not as famous as their fathers. So you have Debbie Boone, ah. Pat Boone's daughter. She's saying, I light up your life. She had a big hit with that. He's currently doing my favorite commercial for the walk-in bathtub, Preston. I have not seen it's that awesome. one. He's 65, and Sherry Belafonte, ah. uh, daughter of Harry Belafonte, and she was an actress. She's uh, had a few roles here and there. She modeled, too, right? Uh, yeah, beautiful yeah. woman. She is uh, celebrating... Her 67th birthday today. Uh, so a happy birthday to Sherry, or Shari Belafonte. Uh, also, actress and talk show host Bonnie Hunt uh, turns 60 today. She's great in Jumanji. Is she in Jumanji? Uh, yeah, she's the the, other, the girl that the, you know, Robert Williams goes into the game with. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the original Jumanji. Yep. Yeah, you're right. 
Uh, so she, like I said, turns 60 today. Uh, David Coverdale, big birthday for him. Lead singer of the band Whitesnake is 70 years old today. So this is cheesy rock, but I still enjoy it. I loved it. When yeah. this album was yeah. out, man, I was all Absolutely. about it. And they, I'm fighting the urge to get up on the hood of my car and dance. Press. There were some ripping guitar solos in it. And this is one of the first, this is when digital recording uh, started to really just yeah. surface, and that's why that, that had this really big, crisp sound to it, uh, and really stood out amongst uh, the other music at the time. So, David Coverdale is seventy today. Uh, Tony Basil celebrates her uh, birthday today. Seventy-eight years old today. Wow, wow, yeah. And I saw her name not that long ago, an involvement in in something. It had to do with dance choreography, and I forgot what it was. Oh, she's a legend with that stuff. And then she goes all the way back. I think she's one of the girls in the in Easy Rider. So she was in amongst that crew, like Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson. Uh, I still love this song. How can you not? How can you not love yeah. this song? It's just so damn catchy. Uh, so 78th birthday to uh, Tony Basil and Tom Felton, uh, Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter films is celebrating his 34th birthday today. He's really good. And he's supposedly a really nice guy, right, Nick? Even yeah. though he played a... Uh, He's one of those guys who will, will show up in hospitals for sick kids who are oh, huge Harry man. Potter fans, and he does it under the radar so people don't even... He doesn't do it for the attention. And yeah, played a, a world-class a-hole in the Harry yeah, Potter he was, universe. He's a great foil. Yeah, really yeah. good, yeah. He was also actually a good guy in uh, the Flash TV series. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. so... And, right. uh, and he's sort of an a-hole in the Planet of the Apes reboot. That's right. Yeah. He celebrates his 34th birthday today. So happy birthday, everybody having a birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. What viral disease did Louis Pasteur your developing vaccine for 215-263-WMMR is the number. And let's go to Cindy for the answer. Hey, Cindy, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Uh, Cindy, so what viral disease did Louis Pasteur develop a vaccine for? Rabies. Rabies, yeah. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is correct, Cindy. Uh, hang on the line. We're going to set you up with a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. When you order at Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experience carved tableside, and you can get uh, experiences carved tableside, and you can get to Fogo so you can discover what's next. Make a reservation for uh, Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. All right. Um, we'll start with sad news. I have to say I'm, I'm not familiar. I, I'm... I'm, I'm familiar with this guy's character right. uh, roles, but not on the Sex in the City. I didn't watch the show, but uh, Willie Garson yeah. passed away. He was 57 years old. This really bummed me out. Man. He had a battle with cancer. Was he a, a beloved character yeah, on that he was show? A really nice, he was one of those guys that showed up in so many things. He was in uh, something about Mary. He was yep. uh, Woody yeah. Harrelson's friend. and um, or Not something. I'm sorry. Kingpin. And... Uh, oh. No, he was in something about Mary's yeah, way. He's anyway. in both of those. Yeah. yeah, he's in both of those. Um, but uh, believe it or not, I actually tweeted at him last year about something completely random, and he replied, and we had a little Twitter conversation. Uh-huh. He could not have been a nice guy, and everybody that that ever encountered him, actors, directors, producers, said he just was the nicest guy on the planet. Uh, the actor's son, Nathan, shared uh, the, new, uh, the news on Instagram. Uh, calling his father the toughest and funniest and smartest person he's ever known. He wrote, I love you so much, Papa. Rest in peace. And I'm so glad you got to share all your adventures with me. And we're able to accomplish so much. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. I'll always love you. But I think it's time for you to go on an adventure of your own. Uh, Willie was currently shooting the Sex and the City revival. And just like that, in New York, reprising his role as Stanford Blatch. 
Uh, tributes from his co-stars poured in on social media. His on-screen husband, uh, Mario Cantone, wrote on Instagram, I couldn't have had a more brilliant TV partner. I'm devastated and just overwhelmed with sadness. Taken away from us all way too soon. Do you think uh, you that, were a gift from uh, you were a gift from the gods, sweet Willie? Do you think that they uh, stacked his shooting mm. early? That's happened before in movie history. There have been actors who were sick, right. and they've accommodated a schedule to get all their scenes shot. Yeah, maybe Steve, yeah. maybe because he he had cancer apparently, so huh. they they probably knew, and maybe they you know maybe he wanted to. Get in this this character one more time. Yeah, in the know? in the classic Bond movie from Russia with Love, one of the, the main good guys was dying of cancer, and so he asked. He 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 basically was begging the producers, and they absolutely accommodated him. Shot all of his scenes right at the beginning of the movie. Some of his other TV roles included White Collar and Hawaii Five O, and he right. was in uh, movies like you said. There's something about Mary and Kingpin, but also Groundhog Day and Being John Malkovich and uh, Untamed Heart. There's a bunch of movies that he popped up in as a character actor. So only 57 man. It's sad news. Yeah, too soon. Um, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have pledged a grant of up to a million dollars to the ACLU and NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. Uh, The NAACP Legal Defense Fund tweeted on Tuesday, uh, LDF is hugely grateful to Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds for matching all gifts up to a million dollars split between LDF and ACLU through October 8th. Their generosity comes at a critical time for our democracy. I saw this, uh, Ryan tweeted about it yesterday, but really the headline of the tweet was about uh, how Gerard Butler doesn't watch Ryan Reynolds Reynolds movies. And (laughs) uh, so so it's on, on, uh, he like re- Grammed People magazine and the headline says like Gerard Butler doesn't doesn't watch Ryan Reynolds movies and so that's what he used as the entree. But the subset of the post was the fact that these guys were donating a million dollars. Nice. So did did you read the article to find out why Gerard Butler doesn't watch Ryan Reynolds? No, I have no time for people that don't watch <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, movies. right. So the charitable couple also made recent donations to help with relief efforts in Haiti following an earthquake in August as well. Uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are doing fine following a fire in their $2 million home in Calabasas, California. They don't, their home is only $2 million? That, there's no way. That's no. not their only home. That's it can't be. be. That's their Calabasas cabin or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a source close to the family told Page Six, they're all fine and uh, in the home, a uh, fire broke out in the basement and a fireman was treated, but everyone is fine. So I don't know any real details about... What happened? Two million dollar home in Calabasas. Yeah, right. It's an outhouse. It's a, they, it's yeah. Like Nick was saying, that's going to be a shack. So, uh, Angelina Jolie has been accused of trying to cut Brad Pitt out of a deal to sell her shares of the couple's French winery, Chateau Marival. That's something you do not do to your spouse. Cut them out of your French wineries. Come on, man. Uh, let's have some decency yeah. here. Uh, you know what they should do? They should go to uh, Goitapalooza oh, and yeah. uh, kind of work it out. Uh, court documents. Wait, it was uh, Goudapalooza. G- no, Goudapalooza. And then what did you say, Steve? Uh, Goiterstock. <laughs> Goit- no, it was uh, um, something started. Oh, scurvy stock. Scurvy stock. Oh. We need a court stenographer. Here. We, we do. There's just so much entertainment; it's hard to keep track of it. Court documents obtained by the Daily Mail claim the actress is trying to sell her 50 percent stake in the vineyard uh, held through her company Nouvelle. This is a beautiful property. We're looking at a picture of it right here. 
The suit claims that Jolie is trying to circumvent his right for first refusal and profit from the incredible amount of work, time, and money invested by Pitt. Have you and Rochelle worked out, if, God forbid, you were to split, how would you split your French winery? My vineyard? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just want all the, the Chardonnay. <laughs> That's it. Uh, the couple reportedly paid $67 million for the French Jeez. estate. In 2008, it's now valued at $164 million. Well, they're going to make some money on that. Man. Cassandra Peterson, when are we having her on? Oh, geez. A couple of weeks. She's got the new book out. Revelations, right? She does. There are revelations. Of course, she was Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And in her new memoir, she comes out of the closet. Yeah. Uh, It's called Yours Cruelly, Elvira. Uh, and the hostess reveals in the book that she has been in a relationship with a woman named Teresa Weerson uh, for the last 19 years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Peterson writes that the two became friends after meeting at the gym and the relationship turned romantic after her 25-year marriage to Mark Pearson came to an end. I was reading a bit of this and she thought this woman was a man and then found out later that it was she was a woman mm. and uh and she said just they they like had a spark and they it hit it, you know and she said i'm i'm feeling things for this woman and uh, she was off and running no very, good. very happy yeah, we'll right. have her on on tuesday excellent uh, so a we'll, little less than a week away we'll certainly ask about that so if she's happy then uh then we're happy. i'm happy for her absolutely uh, Nicole Richie accidentally set her hair on fire. Oh, is, that a, is that a hair change? I mean, does that qualify? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's shorter. So, it's, I mean, uh, without question. Burnt. Yeah. So, she was blowing out the candles of her 40th birthday cake. And her hair was hanging down. There's video of it. Oh, and you funny. can see one, one, of, one side oh, yeah. uh, really leans over. Up. Yeah, touches. Oh, my God. She should know better. Touches the uh, the candle. No, and both sides of the hair went up. Lights up. Yeah, yeah. They they padded out one of them quickly, but the other side lit up a little bit more. This oh, woman God. at a concert thought I was assaulting her because uh, her friend lit her hair on fire with a cigarette. And I started smacking the back of her head. Right. And obviously, she didn't know it was coming. Did she understand after Yeah, no, after a while, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you were on fire. Yeah. Did uh, you yell peanut shock? I did not yell peanut shock. You should. Peanut shock! Years ago at the Maniunk Brew Pub, I was ordering a drink and they used to have candles on the bar. Dude, and always I, candles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I leaned forward and I remember being like, "Oh, can I get?" I was I was young. I was probably like my twenties. <laughs> yeah, like it was totally like that. Like, oh hey, can I order my you drink find some now? for my friends? Yeah. <laughs> and then my hair went up and I remember like freaking out, patting yeah. it out. It smelled oh, yeah. so bad. You stink burnt hair. It's a horrible smell. It made the entire room stink, and then I smelled for the entire yeah. rest of the night. Mm. It was hard to get the smell out. At a Christmas party at a tiny apartment uh, 15, 16 years ago, Pierre came over, candles, oh. backed his uh, long hair right into the candle, <gasps> and lit it up. And, and the apartment was crowded, and Kathy, the entire apartment reeked for a day and a half or whatever. We had. It was in the middle of the winter, and we had to open yeah. up all the doors and windows and everything. Oh yeah, God. You should really just, if you ever are short on kindling, just cut off some of your your hair you and use that because it lights it goes up, up. Man. and it looked like she had some sort of product in her hair too in this video probably. yeah i'm so, sure that yeah. didn't help so she posted a clip on her instagram uh yesterday where her husband joel madden commented with her paris hilton's popular 2000 catchphrase that's hot uh-huh. <laughs> so uh be careful when you're blowing out the candles 
Uh, the UK's Princess Beatrice gave birth to her first child on Saturday, a daughter with her husband, uh, Eduardo Mapielli Mozzi. Hey! A Buckingham Palace announced this uh, on Monday. The baby's name wasn't immediately revealed. She is the 12th great-grandchild of Queen Elizabeth II. And the 33-year-old Beatrice is the older daughter of Prince Andrew and ex-wife Sarah Ferguson. So if you didn't know who Princess Beatrice was, that's her. Now, speaking of the royal family, uh, the will of Prince Philip, late husband, of course, Queen Elizabeth, would be sealed and remain private for at least 90 years to preserve the monarch's dignity, a judge at London's high court has ruled. So there could be some crazy volatile stuff in that, but uh, no one will know it for a, a good long while. In keeping with a convention dating back to 1910, Andrew McFarlane, the president of the court's family division, said he had agreed Philip's will should be sealed up and that no copy of the will should be made for the record or kept on the court file. Uh, the degree of pub- he said the degree of publicity that publication would be likely to attract would be very extensive and wholly con- uh, contrary to the aim of maintaining the dignity of the sovereign. I bequeath everything to downtown Julie Brown. Uh, he said, <laughs> "What? Oh He's old God. school. Yeah, yeah. He's ninety-nine years old." <laughs> He said the convention was that uh, following the death of a senior royal, an application to seal the will was made to the family division president with such hearings and judgments kept private. So 90 years from now. Uh, The Late Late Show will be filmed in front of a live studio audience for the first time since the start of the pandemic next week. Uh, Deadline reports that the team behind James Corden is considering bringing back fully vaccinated audiences starting on Monday, September 27th. Uh, the time slot, time slot rival Late Night with Seth Meyers is also planning to bring back an audience in October. So it's getting there. James Bond star Daniel Craig uh, doesn't think that a woman should play 007. Uh, Craig had told the Radio Times, why should a woman play James Bond when there should be a part just as good as James Bond for a woman? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Craig's- I'm loving chicks doing Daisy Chase. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, he's right he's right and by the way when people say there's no good there are tons of great female action movies that have you know that have Mm. been coming out there are tons of i love them and there's so many really good ones did you watch kate yet i have not but i hear it's really good did you see it yeah yeah what's kate uh so it's you know she's an assassin she is a uh you know gun for hire um and, and i'm not giving anything away is there anybody i know that plays Kate? mary elizabeth winstead or whatever her name oh, is. oh yeah yeah from 10 cloverfield lane yeah, and, uh, yeah. scott pilgrim yeah so we're talking about it on the show love her yeah she is um infected with uh she's gonna die all right she's gonna die she's gonna <laughs> and uh so she only has like a, a day to live and she is going to try she's out for vengeance trying okay. to figure out like who poisoned her so she can Kill them, and you know, but uh, it's a Netflix movie. I watched it; it's great. It's brutal. Some of the uh, the you know fight scenes. I was going to say death scenes, but really, it is death scenes are, are pretty good. The, the it, fight scenes are good. Is it Bond like at all? I mean, is there gadgets and you know that type of thing? No. Okay. It's all like there's stuff. If you want to see a movie like that, Atomic Blonde has a bit of that. Nick. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, Craig's statement come a week before a, the release of No Time to Die, which will premiere in theaters October eighth. So excited. Netflix. How about this? You're excited for this, Steve. Netflix will release Sex, Love, and Goop on October twenty. Yeah. 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 Goop founder Gwyneth Paltrow said in a statement, "Sex, Love, and Goop." Explores what it means to be truly intimate in a relationship, to express your deepest fears and desires, and to accept those of your partners. 
a continuation of Goop's mission to help our audience pursue the inevitable power of their own potential. Sorry uh, for that goop on your ceiling. The show is a toolkit for finding more pleasure and connection in our romantic lives, and it's full of lessons I wish I'd learned years ago. Oh, this is, we're looking at the coming attractions here, no pun intended, and they were sitting around... Looks like very uh, lovely people talking about life. Mm. Very I mean, wealthy, lovely all people. Over the place. Place. <laughs> it's a massive goop fest. Let's just sit around and goop. It's a circle goop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you when you, I love a circle, a circle oh, goop. Oh. So great with chicks, kind of a circle goop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Gross. I just that kind of goop. He coughed up some goop. <laughs> I don't do spit strings. I do phlegm strings. I want to watch the show with you, Steve. I want to. I want to be in the same room. Oh, yeah. with you watching <laughs> sex, love, and goop. He loogies on his hand. Oh, God. <laughs> it's much better than saliva. It's more last, more viscosity. Nasty. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious, Kathy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had another show on Netflix, did she not? Because I remember watching some stuff with. Uh, I, I thought it, she was. Either the host or the catalyst for the show. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. this is the first thing that comes to mind she in was, my mind. She was on that cooking show with John Favreau. I remember that, but that okay. was just one episode, so I don't know. Oh, so all right. So do you remember the guy that we had on during the Camp Out for Hunger from Royal Blood, who's talking about um, the the cold water stuff that he had been doing? Uh, uh, yes, he'd been swimming. He'd oh, been, he'd been yes. swimming in cold right, water, right. and, and was he very, was um, revitalizing. He said there was a guy, and I forget the guy's name now, but there was a guy that he was studying under, Jan something or other. Jan you, you he's knew one of the who guardians. he was. Yes, you, he's the guy who does the the he, you know he runs uh, in the Antarctic with yeah. his shirt off and everything. Yeah. Where are we going with this? She, I feel like she did something with him. Okay, for this show that I saw on Netflix. Hope you f- I hope you feel that correctly. I don't know. I have do no a idea. check. Do a Google. Yeah, do See. a quick check. Okay, do you want me to just do that right do now? It. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's it right annoying. Now. I'm going to Google it right when now. When you have a feeling about something and you can't make the connection, it'll be liberating yeah, if you find sure. out she was on that show with Yondu. Was there, it called the Goop Lab case? Yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. All right, there you that go. That was a Netflix show. There you go. There you go. And and it's funny because the logo, Nick pulled this up on IMDb, it looks like she's standing in the middle of a vulva. Yeah. Is it, oh, kid, that's right. Yes. you not. So the Goop Lab. So there she's you all go, about guys. that. There you go. That was out, yeah, 2020. So, all right. There, there you it go. is. Done deal. All right, we found out. Yay. Boom. Yay. Moving on. Uh, though she didn't end up getting an Emmy for her work on WandaVision, Catherine Hahn may have lined up another gig with some Emmy potential. Uh, she's going to star in what's going to be called, excuse me, <clears throat> The Comeback Girl, a new limited series for Showtime. It is about the mid-career revival of Joan Rivers. Mm. Uh, Variety says the show will primarily take place after the cancellation of Fox's short-lived The Late Show starring Joan Rivers and the death of her husband, Edgar Rosenberg. Uh, Rivers' career had hit a lull at that point, eventually coming back around with the second half that involved hosting her daytime talk show, The Joan Rivers Show, and then becoming... Uh, a fixture at award show, red carpets with her daughter Melissa. So Catherine is going to play Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. That's great in the show. I love her. I love Joan Rivers. I love the uh, you know uh, her her career and her tenacity. And uh, I'd love to see uh, Catherine Hahn and some more Marvel stuff. Yes. So Variety doesn't say when the comeback girl might premiere on Showtime, which generally means that it won't for a while. And it also doesn't say Melissa River- Rivers is involved. At all, uh, Case. I need. I want to get your take on this. See what you think about this. Uh, Adam Devine will reprise his role as Bumper in a straight-to-series comedy sequel to the Pitch Perfect film trilogy. 
And I know oh. you love those Pitch Perfect movies. I do, I do. For some reason, when you said Adam Devine, I was thinking of uh, who plays Kylo Ren. Uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yes. I thought that when I first saw right. this, too, but... Um, no. Yeah. I sing Pitch Perfectly. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, who starred as uh, half of the announcing team in the features and directed the second one, uh, will executive produce... Uh, unlike the movies, a TV series will pick up several years after Divine's last appearance in Pitch Perfect and see Bumper moving to Germany to revive his music career when one of his songs becomes a big hit in Berlin. Okay. Uh, so, I'm uh, David Hasselhoff. They should have Kylo Ren in the series, though. Wouldn't that be great? Case? <laughs> Elizabeth Banks will uh, executive produce, like I said. An episode count has not yet been determined. Who was a whinier little bitch? Was it Kylo Ren or was it Anakin Skywalker? Anakin. 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 No, Anakin. No, uh, yeah, there was, there's, too, there's too much of that going on in, in the reboots. It's right. just annoying. Shake right. it off. All right, I have one last... Story and it is a hair change. It is a oh, yes. wow. hair change. We got two of them. So two of them, yes. Two of them. And it involves sports, not uh, actors or musicians. Aaron Rodgers. What? Aaron, where the hell is it? I don't know. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has revealed just how committed to his costume that he's going to wear for Halloween is. The Green Bay Packers quarterback disclosed. Why he's wearing his hair long, saying that he has been growing it out for a year for a Halloween for costume. For the costume? Yes. Oh, my God. So it's kind of like a Casey thing. No That's reveal right. on what the costume's going to be. That's correct. All right. Mm. So he explained, I have a month-ish until Halloween, and this hair has been a year in the making for my costume. Uh, he did say, though, <laughs> even though he doesn't reveal, he said that the person he's going to be portraying is, quote, a hero of mine who has longish hair. Oh. I mean, at so least he is has. Is it Gloria Steinem? All that we know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He has good hair, at least. Uh, I do not have good hair, uh, especially when it gets a little bit longer. It just doesn't look right. So, okay. at least... This just a painful admission <laughs> from the broadcaster, Casey Boy. I quote, I do not have good hair. Not good long hair. Good uh, short hair. So, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's why his hair is longer now. And it's just, he's been growing it out for over a year for now, uh, a costume. He's piqued our interest, hasn't he? Yeah. It's kind of mean? hard not to like that guy. I, mean, I know he's on the Packers and everything, but uh, he, I thought he did a great job as a Jeopardy host. Uh, I think he's fun, funny. I'd he's like my favorite out. player in the NFL. Uh, you guys could be buddies. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. I mean, he's a not. that's not on the Eagles. Yes, he is my favorite player right. in the NFL. All right. Uh, and then, I know... Pains people to hear this, but I this is re- a bold admission. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're going to hurt people's feelings, be careful. Okay, you're right. Oh, I no. should not admit that I like Tom Brady. I was a bad. They likes yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, listen. We need to do clips, so we're ready for that. Um, with his vast background in visual effects, Andy Serkis takes a seat in the director's chair for Venom Two. Let There Be Carnage. Here, Circus talks about moments from his career that influenced his directing style. Here we go. I can't think of it as a moment specifically. Um, just accumulative sort of things over the years where, where it's made me... Look, it's all about... These kinds of movies are all about making the actors, giving giving actors the right atmosphere to work and, and, and creating the right believability for, you know, when you're working with big visual effects characters to, to make those things live in the minds of the actors. Really? Yeah. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage premieres in theaters October 1st. Here's the next clip. Jay Gyllenhaal returns to the screen with gritty, with a gritty crime drama, The Guilty. In this clip, the actor shares some valuable advice that he got along the way. 
very smart actor once told me that at a certain point you have to realize that this is your life. You know, if you if you're lucky enough to do it, that you always say, "Oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to then I'm going to go do this. I'm going to work." But as we all know, you know, the commitment we make to our work usually takes us from that life, and then it becomes our life in certain ways. It's definitely the case in in telling stories. You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> The Guilty will have a limited release on September 24th before heading to Netflix on October 1st. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? I have. It it looks pretty interesting. And I don't, the the trailer, it's all just Jake Gyllenhaal in this uh, call center. He's a 911 uh, dispatch guy. Mm -hmm. And apparently all these fires are happening in L.A. So I don't know if, you know, in the movie itself, they go beyond the walls of the... um, uh, the the nine one one call center, but it looks pretty cool. They got okay. into the hall at one point. Do they? Okay, yeah. yeah wow. So they branch out. Get <laughs> I needed that. So. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go pee. I'm gonna turn my mic off. All right, that is. <laughs> <laughs> it my pop. <laughs> hit the <laughs> down here and, and turned it off. This morning on the no mics. <laughs> uh. I'm sure some people would like that, to be honest. <laughs> All right, and that is uh, the entertainment news. Let's take a break, man. we got a lot to get to. It's already 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. We have a ton of guests. We have stuff to give away. I'll tell you about it all when we get back. Stay with us. Lamar Spotlight's the best rock with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MM Barbecue. Trot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Silly. Would you say that our next guest has probably made more appearances on the show than any other guest we've ever had on? Yeah, that's I would pretty, say so. That's a bold statement, but I think so. Yeah. We have a good partnership with him. He uh, um, he actually uh, showed up when we were getting some, I uh, forget what the award was, but uh, spoke on our behalf. Yeah. So I think we're still paying that off, right? Uh, yeah. uh, are we still paying that off? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's wonderful, and we're happy to have him on. And I hold in my hand his latest uh, collaboration with Boardroom Spirits. It's actually called Irvine's. You knew we were heading towards this. Absolutely. He's told us about yeah. it, so we're excited to have him on. Please welcome uh, Mr. Robert Irvine. Hey. What's up, guys? Yo, bud. How you doing? Hey, listen. First of all, I didn't know that I was going to talk to, like, Radio Hall of Famer. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we're they've they've, they've made us legit. A small company we've joined there with the. Does that, mean, does that mean you get more pay now? Uh, oh yeah, yes, yes. It's been quadrupled. Congratulations. Well, it's very cool. Yeah. Well, congrats on you. You told us that this was coming. That Irvine's uh, the, the the liquor brand uh, was coming through Boardroom Spirits, and now it's uh, it's it's starting to spread out. It's available in several states, including Pennsylvania. So, congratulations, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, it's not replacing Boardroom. Boardroom will still do its uh, its thing, but this is a completely different recipe for the GNN vodka. And really exciting because, you know, all the money goes towards our foundation and uh, helping our men and women that were the club of our nation and first responders. So uh, it's now available in over like 100 uh, PA liquor stores right now, but it will be uh, statewide very soon. So uh, it's, it's very, very cool. cool. It's, it's very exciting. cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, for, obviously, the charity component is 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 a wonderful thing. The fact that it's uh, it's now I don't drink, but the word is it is stellar, high quality, as you would expect from boardroom anyway. But 
Uh, everything looks, it's got to be, with all the stuff you've seen your name on, Robert, It's kind of. it must be kind of cool to see this, right? Well, it's been a lifelong ambition of mine. So, you know, when we partnered with Boardroom five years ago, it was always in the, in the works of coming out with a, Boardroom is a state brand. Uh, Irvine's will be a national brand. Okay. So uh, a different recipe, of course. Uh, the stuff that I've literally used, 13 botanicals in the gin. I created the gin from scratch based on the food that I use, uh, jasmine tea, elderberry, elderberry, and things like that. So uh, it's kind of neat. Uh, yes, it's a great product. I was at the Fiddler Club last night drinking it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, the drinking your own club. The Fiddler Club's really nice. So that's that new club, and uh, relatively new in downtown uh, Philly. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Food was great. Uh, Betty's doing a great job there, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fun place to be. And uh, so we we had a little event there last night, and then tonight we we launched our uh, docu series, uh, docu film, I should say, called uh, Hello High Seas, which is about post traumatic stress and uh, oh, wow. a young man named Taylor Krieger. So where is uh, that going to be yeah, available? Where, where can we so watch that? Them? That will that will be available in certain cinemas across the country. Uh, if you go to um, uh, HelloHighSeas.com, you'll be able to see where that is. Uh, it's really cool. It's really cool. Hey, Robert, when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm in the liquor store and I'm, and I want to try something I haven't had before and I haven't really done my research, I will I'll grab a cool looking bottle. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of what I go for. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm holding the Irvines in my hand right now. I really like the design of this bottle. Number one, the shape of it, and number two, the logo looks fantastic. It really stands out. Who did you uh, work on? With did you have some input in this stuff, or did you? Funny, I we did that ourselves in house. Really it's great. Wow. Yeah, it's got the nautical theme. It's got the the Irvine crest. All those kind of things that are, are you know to me. So uh, when you see that bottle, it's got a neck on it. You see a picture of this ugly guy on it. But uh, <laughs> right. when, you pick it, when you pick it up, know that uh, it's helping Preston and Steve and it's helping Irvine and it's helping the foundation and all those kind of things. So nice. great product, great product and uh, doing good for charity. So yeah, really you, exciting. You, you walk the walk, man. You always make sure that you include that, uh, that, uh, that helpful bit in there uh, when, you're, when you're selling your products. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. No, absolutely. Now I'm, all in all, now I'm all in all of you guys because, you know, I'm standing, I'm standing at Philly Airport heading to the Ryder Cup. I am going to the Ryder Cup. I'm more impressed wow. with you guys. Oh. Well, thanks, <laughs> See? We, we have that effect on people. I wanted to bring this up, uh, Robert, because uh, people are very excited about this. you got the Beats and Eats uh, event coming up, and this is kind of a, a thing that you were doing for quite a while pre-pandemic. And uh, it's now obviously picking up ahead of steam. It's going to be at the Fillmore November 1st. So it, will this be, uh, are we the first city or? Uh, you you know, are the only city right now. We're uh, planning to do it in L.A., uh, but obviously COVID uh, hit that and one in D.C. But uh, right now we're sticking to Philly. You know, I've got an affinity of Philly and its teams and its people. Yeah. So uh, we're going to stay there November the 1st. Um, it's going to be a great thing. Got great chefs, uh, John George, Jen Carroll, uh, uh, Vetri and all these other folks that are coming in, and great music um, from OAR's Mark Rabesh oh. and some some other great folks. So it's going to be a great night. Again, okay. it's all for charity. So and it's nice. also it's the first day, as Marissa just pointed out, of the camp out for hunger too. Yeah. So yes, uh, yeah, yes. we should be there to have some fun, hopefully, and uh, and give you a big check. 
Excellent. Very nice. Uh, tickets are available now at beatsneats.com. And it's beats, the letter N, eats.com. Uh, That'll be a cool event because, number one, you just get to stuff your face with food all <laughs> night true. long. Uh, and, and drink. And booze. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the, I love events like that because you get to sample. They're usually smaller portions. You can go around and yeah. sample some really good stuff. I'll so have 70 of those. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing something really special on that night, too, for, for some veterans. So uh, okay, going to make a lot of people cry. Nice, dude. Uh, so you're, as always, jetting around all over the place, nonstop. Are you gonna you slowing down at all in the next uh, no, few weeks? No, we, I will tell you, uh, there's a new show coming out, Irvine versus John Tapper uh, in December. Ah. Uh, that should be interesting, Discovery Plus. And, uh, That's why you yeah, stay no in such good shape, because if you don't, you would die <laughs> from all the traveling around that you do, man. Well, it's all fun. It's all yeah. fun. All right. So, uh, do you have well, any idea when we're going to be able to see the episode you did with Wilson's Secret Sauce, a barbecue joint down the street from us? Uh, no, but I will get it to you. Uh, right now, we've, we've just shot an awful lot of shows, Dinner Impossible, Restaurant Impossible, a new show. Mission Impossible. Coming out. <laughs> so, uh, uh, as soon as I know, I'll let you know. All Excellent. right, man. It's awesome. All right, dude. Travel well, and yeah. uh, we'll get the word out about Irvine Spirits, and you can get that in uh, you know, in uh, liquor stores around the area. Make sure you check that out. Appreciate uh, you, as always. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you, Robert Irvine. Yeah. Hey, hey. He's uh, that dude. I would, I would absolutely die of exhaustion. Yeah. No, it's too much. Went on his schedule. He's, he's traveling, not only uh, constantly, but different time zones. He's just bopping across the ocean all the time. The dudes he has with him though, who are super nice, are always like, "Go, go through this door. Here you go. Here's this. Put this up." Yeah. So uh, you need somebody <laughs> like that because it's just, it's just too much stuff. Yeah. No question. Hey, speaking of uh, of people that are in in great shape. Huh. Uh, and have athletic prowess. Did you guys see Conor McGregor throw out his uh, ceremonial first pitch? I did. At, at Wrigley Field yesterday? I did not. No. They're calling it the worst first <gasps> pitch ever. I don't know it was not. It was not the worst ever. I've seen Dude, worse. It's he bad. He could have hit people. I mean, like, uh-huh. it, it went... <laughs> it's so far off. Oh, my God. If there wasn't a net back there, he would have probably hit someone. Like, oh we're, we're looking at video footage of this now. Oh, and, oh he's and he goes, Okay, so he didn't He didn't hit the net. He hit the wall, but it, it's like... It was nowhere near him. Way <laughs> on base. Look and, at the catcher's face. Oh, my God. The reaction is like, uh-oh. You got to be kidding. He's thinking, look, oh, my God. That's headed into the stands. So, at this point in time, yeah, it's pretty bad. He's certainly athletic, so he does hurl it. Um, what are we believing is still the long, the worst? Danny DeVito's is Danny pretty bad. DeVito, yeah. right? uh, that, that just hit the ground immediately. Gary Delabates is is the from, from Stern from yeah. Stern show. It is, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, really, Never saw really it. bad. If, uh, if you do it compared to the desire of the person to do it, that would probably be one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, who's who's the best? Like I, like so. Uh, recently, like Simone Biles did one, oh and, my God. and she did the flip. It was amazing. We're looking at uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, the singer. Yeah. Hers was terrible. Oh, well, this is the worst. These are the worst. This is the top right. ten worst oh my God. Uh, first pitches. But they, the, the, <laughs> the, pro- the problem is is that some people, want to. they just want to burn a strike in there. Don't yeah. do that. And they really want to throw it hard, and huh. you just... It's been a long time since you've thrown a baseball for most of those people, and you just you mess it up. And I think the rule is, um, we're looking at a video of Michael Jordan. He had a bad one, apparently. Oh, he was a baseball player. I know, right? Wait, oh, my God. So we need to see this. I don't know what year this was, but, uh, oh, he threw it way oh, too high. Yeah. So I think bad. it's, uh, uh, our buddy John Brazier says, if you, if you ever get the opportunity to do this, yes. 
if you throw it, if you throw it high, they go ooh. If you throw it in the dirt, they go boo. Right. Uh, yeah. That's how yeah. the crowd reacts. I so. think uh, Pierre Robert did a pretty good job with his. He did. <laughs> you know, like he he took it seriously as seriously as Pierre takes anything. But he looked good while he was doing it. You should not go for the strike and go for a, like a game of catch yeah, that that level. It. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at Nolan Ryan throwing one in. Oh, my God. What did the, the possibly the greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> More no-hitters than anybody oh, that's else. that's terrible. That's crazy. Okay. Um, Akbar had a bad one. And remember they did like a whole redo, a, a make did? good. Akbar, the oh. guy that we have on from. Oh, Admiral um, Akbar? No. Yeah, and they did like they recorded his make good. He came back and like oh. made it like yeah. a big deal because he <laughs> the first one was so bad. Wow. Oh right. my. Okay, so I was wrong. Uh, that was not the worst. I've, I'm we're John Wall, who's a basketball player, was terrible. Uh, right before <laughs> him, I can't remember who it was before him. Uh, there. Oh, oh, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. It was like he's never thrown a ball in his life. No kidding. That, yeah. that, that kills me. I think everyone. I wouldn't let it get to me. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I again think of as a game of catch. Simone Biles did a really good one where she she did it and then flipped right. You know, yeah. Right after the pitch, Preston oh. did a really good one. I, I did a pretty good one, but I tell you the the best one ever was. Uh, it was a guy who I think was from Cirque du Soleil. Oh boy. Or no, it was or it was like the Lion King, the the musical or something. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, who was this guy? He does this. Oh yeah. He does a flip, and as he lands it, he throws it. Steve, that yep. is wild. Or he, it was like a side yeah. bizarre backflip thing, and he throws it as he, that was probably the greatest one. And he nailed it. He hit it right down the zone. I saw. Yeah, that's I'd like the to coolest see that. one I ever saw. I saw uh, Simu uh, Liu, who who plays Shang Chi. Yes. Um, he did one this year. Steve. He did the flip. He did the flip afterwards. I think it was either is Dodgers or a Giants game, but uh, it was a good pitch and then a badass flip afterwards. You know, yeah, and, yeah. like that's impressive. Yeah, I like that. All right, anyhow, Conor McGregor's is uh, worth taking look at if if you like i this this is pretty cool this story uh i had i had mentioned this to you guys yesterday we were off air um but i hadn't had a chance to read the article uh until uh yesterday or after the show and it's called uh aero haptic holograms aero haptic holograms yeah so I, I've, I've heard of this oh okay so yeah. researchers have developed a hologram that allows you to reach out and actually feel it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Dude, what we the both hell? hit it at the same time. <laughs> they each have a holla. Okay. Holla! All right, three, two, one. Holla! Okay. Wow. That um, was good. <laughs> so anyhow, this is kind of headed in the direction of the holodecks of Star Trek. Holla! Holla! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I have wanted a holodeck holla! forever because we are starting to get to those like Preston, you have the uh, the Oculus and mm-hmm. and the taptic responses like even on your watch you can't you have the uh, the iWatch mm. um all of this stuff you're, they're starting to allow you to feel the things that you're seeing and that's pretty damn cool so they're calling this aero haptics okay so the university of glasgow scientists have created hologram system <laughs> that uses jets of air known yeah. of air, known as aero haptics to replicate the sensation of touch. So, essentially, air jets can allow you to feel uh, people's fingers, hands, and wrists, and things like that. Uh, the team published a paper of their findings in the Advanced, advanced Intelligence Systems. So, they concentrated said, jets of air would would replicate if you were touching someone's skin, yes. right? Yeah. Or, uh, 
almost anything. In time, this could be developed to allow you to meet a virtual avatar of a colleague on the other side of the world and really feel their handshake. We always have to go to this because it's an inevitability, Preston. When they get this rocking with VR porn. Oh, my God. Uh, if you think we're, the currently screens are a drug for many people, yep. wait till that happens. Absolutely. This is like out of Ready Player One. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it, uh, it, they said it could even be the first steps towards building something like a holodeck. Uh, similar to previous touch sensory holograms, uh, the Aero haptic system doesn't require a handheld controller or smart gloves in order to produce the sense of touch. Instead, a nozzle, which is able to respond to the movements of your hand, blows air with an appropriate amount of force on you. Uh, the uh, research team tested this with an interactive projection of a basketball, which they said could be convincingly touched, rolled, and bounced. So as, as your hand is going out, it's mm-hmm. firing concentrated air in a way on your hand pattern mm-hmm. to replicate what you would sense were you touching a basketball. Correct. With the, the, the right amount of pressure. Oh, that would blow my mind. If we can get to that point. Also, Preston, as with the holodeck, uh, the ability to convincingly walk. You know, where you're, like, moving around, uh, like, a town or whatever, or, or you know, all of that stuff yeah. that feels so real. So the touch feedback from the air jets uh, from the system is also modulated based on the virtual surface of the basketball. Wow. Allowing users to feel the rounded shape of the ball as it rolls from their fingertips when they bounce it and the slap in their palm when it returns. So it, they said it literally feels like you're holding this so you're seeing this in in your yeah. uh, in your virtual reality you know glasses or whatever you're wearing and then as you reach out and grab this thing the, it blows the appropriate amount of pressure and it feels like you've got a ball in your hand isn't that wild yeah that's outstanding uh so obviously there's your your mind reels at the possibilities i remember when uh, i first did the the, the playstation vr and looked down, and I was playing a, a Batman game, and I looked at my, my I was Batman. My body, everything was in, in the costume, yeah. and you look at a mirror, and it's you with the, the, uh, the, the cowl on and everything, standing next to what appears to be the full-size Batmobile. Mm-hmm. You add this element on, and then forget it. So the system would be pretty limited for now. However, uh, they hope that it could eventually be used to create some pretty amazing video game experiences as well as help doctors better treat patients no matter where they are you on know what Earth. They, what they're really saying is we, it's, we're working on the porn. Oh, sex. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sex robots yeah, and, and uh, virtual sex yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, I love it when, when uh, tech heads in that direction uh, to the fantasy uh, becoming reality. Well, could you imagine? I don't even know if they can do this, but for like when I had the 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 surgery years ago, um, they had the Da Vinci machine, which is the you know the uh, very precise robotically controlled machine. Yeah. Um, what's to say that you and I, maybe they do it now? I'm not sure. But what if a surgeon in a remote location is working that machine in real time in another state? Yeah. You know, yeah. using some of this tech. Huh. Yeah. I um I still get blown away, and I don't. My mind can't comprehend how certain surgeries work. I, my friend had a uh, his dad had a heart surgery, and they were able to do it by with basically like just putting like three holes in his chest, you know, rather than having to like cut the thing open yeah. and and break the breastplate and, and open that. It's I'm amazing. Like, I, I don't understand. Orthoscopic? Is that what they're, yeah. they call it? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. But like he was, um, you know, this three tiny little holes. I'm well, like, that's what I, so I, I, had, I had two organs removed. Uh, both were Wurlitzers. No, I had two organs removed <laughs> and I had, I, I had small, like 
five small little uh, dots. Yeah. And that's, they win in that way. I, I get it. I, I don't, I can't, amazing. I can't comprehend You would have no works. idea that yeah. I had that. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, here's another uh, technological advance. Apple is hoping uh, that we'll one day turn to our iPhones to keep tabs on our mental health. Uh, previously, Apple teamed up with UCLA on mental health research and with pharmaceuticals company Biogen. You on... must be out of your goddamn mind. That's what it says to you <laughs> when it realizes you have a mental health. Hey, issue. Siri, how's my mental health? You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> Uh, bio, so, so they're they're working with the pharmaceutical company Biogen on studying cognitive decline, and now the brand is planning to incorporate the knowledge it gleans from this work into the iPhone. Siri, should I be committed? Damn right. The goal is to alert users that they may be suffering from conditions such as depression, anxiety, or cognitive decline. Uh, do you, Kathy, so you're a big proponent of the, the watch. I know you're, you're yeah, wearing it all the time. Do you use uh, all the health apps? Uh, I purchased it specifically for the health apps and i don't use them <laughs> mm-hmm. okay i use the workout app i do All use right. that to track uh how long i've worked out um and you know the the steps and yeah. the movement so i so i guess i do use A some, bit, some yeah. of All the right. health of it and you but don't I, check your heart rate I, no and like also if i don't reach the goal i'm not like jumping up and walking around the corner because right. i need to get like right. five thousand more steps you're not like, running I, in place burning french yeah, toast yeah, yeah. no uh, the technology would rely on an algorithm built off of data clues such as physical activity, sleep habits, and even how one types on a keyboard. Ooh. Uh, all this information together could offer insights to how consumers are uh, feeling their energy and their concentration levels. Uh, the research is still in the very early stages, and it's not yet clear if Apple will actually be able to create an effective algorithm to do what it wants to do. But in addition, there are potential privacy issues Related to, of course, the data that would be gathered that Apple would have to figure out. So, you know, uh, if it's personal right, if health that... info, that's got to be kept private. Because Lord knows when they promise to keep that confidential, yeah. they do. Uh, the new iPhone just came out, right? Yeah, coming out. Right, 13, right. Yeah. yeah. And they have a they have a lower scale. It's funny because the, the cheaper version is like 800 bucks. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the cheaper version. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I used to, uh, I would rush home to mm-hmm. see the keynote from Steve Jobs and I was always riveted and and now you know I'm I'm an immediate adopter I'm a, I'm a gadget head but now I'll go with every other iteration because it's like I my phone currently can handle everything I needed to do there's yeah. nothing more I need on right, my phone right. yeah and then so. at a certain point you're just also, when you have it configured just the way you like it, yeah. Even, yeah. even if you clone it, you got to enter in some some passwords and stuff like. Also, do I really want to do this stuff? Like at some point, Steve, you know how much better can the next one be? Right? Like it's it, you need something to, to I think to to warrant it. Right? You know? Yeah. There there are incremental small e- yeah. increases and and they get better over the years. And I know that the cameras have definitely improved, but like that's for sure. How much better is the camera on the thirteen versus the twelve, or or even the, you know the eleven or the ten? Really? Well, well I mean, no. There, my, mine was. I specifically got a new phone because my camera was terrible. I, I didn't have... I had the 10 and yeah. I got the 12. I and went it, from the 6 to the 12. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's a yeah, quantum shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you see the difference. That's how you, you were dealing with the Civil War box camera. <laughs> yeah. but I got the 11 and then they uh, released or announced the 12 like a week later. I was like, oh, great. And now I... And, and Nick, a lot of times when I'm uh, upgrading, it's for battery. Like, sure. uh, like uh, yeah. my my yeah. phone's not even a year old. I can't get a full day out of this battery. Yeah, what, whatever version of the iPhone I have, this battery lasts for freaking ever. 
I'll probably never change because it's mm. like I'll go <sighs> that, that all means day so much. and then some without ever having the battery even come close to running down. Yeah. When I went to buy my watch, um, the the guy at Apple, I was so thankful for him. He said, um, "Why don't you?" Can, he goes, "Can you wait like a month?" Yeah. I was like, "Well, yeah, I don't need it." He goes, "The new one is coming out," and I, like I would have not known. Yeah. I don't keep up on the release dates and all right. of that. And so yeah, I mean he he saved me, and you know I was able to get the most updated one. I'd prefer that than being your case case where yeah. you, you know a couple weeks later the new one comes out and it's too big for my hand like the the, the 12 and the 13 are actually smaller <laughs> now oh, I, got, I got tiny little hands. elf hands I yeah I can't, I can't, you need a pop it. it a pop it oh yeah to hold it yeah that right. way you don't need to put your whole tiny hand around it yeah but all right never mind okay uh, we don't need to get anyway it. uh they might be they're working on uh checking your mental health for your phone sure so thank you phone something down the road right uh i want to take a break and stay on time because we got lots of stuff to do we're going live on fox good day and we have the mm our money clip, our first one of the yeah. day. Two opportunities to win $500 just in our show alone. It goes on all day long. Details WMMR.com. we got guests as well. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy notes. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's not fancy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. We're going live on Fox. Yeah. Good day. Here we go. In that. <laughs> Guys, of let course. me know when you can hear me. We, we can, can hear you. you. Sorry about that. Okay, here we go. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, researchers, hey. we found this research. Researchers say there's one chore that causes the most marital problems. So they studied, you know, about a thousand married couples, and they found out this one thing, this one chore is the most divisive. Hmm. Preston, would you like to guess what that is? In my house, it's laundry, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, Steve. Huh. Uh, yeah, we we really have our defined things. I uh, go out, I hunt and gather berries. <laughs> And yeah, my wife does the other stuff. Uh, we can't see you, Steve. Yeah, it's the butter churning. And, um, that might be best, but we can't see you. Oh, you so can't. we're just going to stare at Preston. Oh, All right. Okay. All I'll right. react. I'll, 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 yeah, yeah. I can. Shave your head. Shave your head. Shave can your head. Like head. Yeah. Begin, Steve. dummy. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he says, what, what do you think? <laughs> laundry would be, would be the just because I, I don't, she does it all and I screw up a lot of things. But <laughs> it's uh, it can go from from uh, you know one to the other any given day. So all right, here's the answer mm-hmm. from researchers. I mean, everything, every chore was a a, a battle point. Sure, dishwashing was number one. 
I can see that. over dishwashing. Yes. I, you, you know what? I, I don't get the, um, my wife will be, uh, here, I'll do that. Here, I'll do it. I, I know that it's basically her way of saying, you don't do it right, and it drives me out of my skull. Oh, don't worry. I'll do it. And I, But I can do it, but apparently I can't. Uh, we have we have dish Nazis here at the radio station. Oh, yes, we do. Bill Weston and Kathy Romano <laughs> easily are our dish patrol. There's no maid here. So if you leave it in the sink, it's going in the trash. Mm. It, it happened. Yeah. We had a Ooh. beloved childhood bowl. Our assistant program director, Chuck D'Amico, <laughs> left it in there because... Because he had to go run and do something else, right? Bill, our program director, threw it away like it was a. Oh. This was a, a, a prized possession. Grandfather gave it to him on his deathbed. Now, it if it was a prized possession, would you leave it in the sink at work? Yes. No. That's exactly. Bad. Thanks, well, Mike. Shut up. Uh, Jack. <laughs> also, Nassus when it comes Kennedy to home, ate out of it. Yes. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So that's Go how prized it was. I I have uh, I have uh, dishes and things like that that I that I save like from our children. I will when once they've grown older, I'll take this and I, you know we used it for several years and I'll set it aside and I have a little place that I keep all our trinkets and things and that's what mm-hmm. I. So it's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now this is something I do that drives people crazy. Um, I can load. I can really overload a dishwasher. Oh, Preston, you ever yeah. do that? Uh, no, my wife does. No, yes, <laughs> my wife does that. There we go. I'm like, you do, what are you? If you, because I would usually be the one emptying the dishwasher and then scraping all the garbage off of stuff because it couldn't get it clean because it was overloaded. Right. Mike. Also, you have to you have to rinse the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. You, uh, you know what? Like, wash we, yeah. we just tried that Some new. People wash it before they put it in the. Dishwasher. That's right, Alex. Now we we. My my wife and I just tried this new detergent that supposedly that says you don't have to clear off anything. You don't have to run any of the. I'm like, how the hell? How the hell are you going to do that? Like, if you've had mac and cheese, you mean to tell me it'll Baked clear on. that off? Yeah. I, I have to find I out what the results of the test were. I'm, I'm figuring they weren't good. I don't buy it. Obviously, yeah. our camera switcher is not working today. We always saw it was Preston. And I don't know. I kind of like it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like I, I, it. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm disturbing. <laughs> Preston, do you have your pipe? I do. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. You, 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 when you start talking, yeah, yeah, we have all this stuff. What? As, as a uh, now we only see his butt. Oh okay, there we go. There we go. Oh, <laughs> isn't that great? Oh, nice. Preston Holmes, lovely to be <laughs> here today. Yes, he needs to be by the fire now. <laughs> yeah. Alex, Preston you look Rose. absolutely enticing today. Let's have a recorder. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, good day, everybody. It's bye, bye. <laughs> Uh, I don't get to play my recorder on TV. So it was just you all the time. We should do that all the time. And you just move your mouth. Yeah, I should have said, you said but. I was like, but. Or do that thing where, you know, Preston, where you're you're upside down and eyes are drawn on your yes. chin. And your, yeah, yeah. your mouth looks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. freaky. I do. Uh, I always fell for that bit. I, yeah, yeah, I love that. it. Yeah. It's cheap, but it was funny. It's still funny. Uh, oh, it's 801. We, uh, we got to do this. Here we go. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Shut the f- <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. Oh, thank you, Mark Somers, for that. All right. Um, our word is trending. Spelled T-R-E-N-D-I-N-G. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. Uh, you can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. But if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, then enter the word trending at the MMR app or WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. So 
You want to take advantage of this. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word you need to enter is trending, T-R-E-N-D. I-N-G. Good luck to you. We have to take a look at NGM Insurance Group traffic. Let's go for that, Kathy. What's happening? Heavy volume on the Blue Route northbound 95 to the Media Bypass southbound from the Mid-County Tolls to the Schuylkill and then uh, from Media to Route 1. On the (laughs) Schuylkill eastbound, you're slow from 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to the Vine. Uh, westbound Vare Avenue to the Vine, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Road out to 202, right lane closed with construction. South on 95, Heavy Cotman through to Bridge, the Vine, westbound backing up 95 to Broad Street, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill, 422 eastbound, slowing from Collegeville to 23 in Phoenixville. We have an accident on 23 at Whitehorse Road. 30 bypass eastbound, jams from Reeseville Road to 340. That's because of an accident. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, slowing from Virginia Drive to the Mid-County Tolls. This traffic report brought to you by Visit Philadelphia Pack Light Plan big for Philly. So much to see and do all right here in your own backyard. Plan your day, night, or weekend at visitphilly.com. That's visitphilly.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. If you hear Nick giggling in the background, uh, we have a picture of the uh, the old bit where you, you're upside, you turn the camera upside down and you put <laughs> eyes on your chin. That one totally caught me by and surprise. Yeah, this person had kind of buck teeth. <laughs> so good. That and looks Google, pretty funny. Googly eyes. I like that. Uh, uh, All right, uh, we need to do the bizarre file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. And it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Well, the mystery that was Miriam Travis's life after she retired as a Los Angeles County Sheriff's homicide detective and then moved to Riverside more than 30 years ago now extends into her death. Mm, Travis. That's a mystery. 87 years old, was found dead on Sunday in a freezer in the garage of the home where she's lived since 1990. Why? Is it a walk-in freezer? I'm not sure. Her living daughter, uh, identified by neighbors only as Carol, was questioned and released while detectives attempt to learn how Travis died and what role, if any, her daughter played in either her demise or the handling of her body. Jeez. Both mother and daughter were noted uh, for being obsessively private. Uh, Their neighbor, Randy Hayes, says it's shocking, especially since she's little old sweet Miriam. Uh, He had lived next next door to them for 27 years. A relative of Travis, uh, Carrie Nickel, identified Travis in an interview on Monday and said uh, Travis was a sergeant at the Homicide Bureau from 1979 until she retired in 1990. A relative had called police Sunday asking officers to check on the woman. This according to Officer Javier Cabrera. Officers went to the home. They questioned the daughter whose statements on the whereabouts of Travis were inconsistent. Officers searched the house, mm. which Cabrera described as disheveled with hoarding-like conditions and trash piled high. There was a foul odor, and officers eventually discovered Travis in a working freezer in the garage. Her body had not decomposed, and an autopsy is planned. Travis, God almighty. Imagine opening up a freezer and seeing a dead body. Where's the beer? Uh, Travis's husband died in 1992, and suddenly Travis changed the locks on the house and cut off contact with extended family. Oh, uh, wow. According to Nickel, he said it was like, uh, this is my grandmother one day, and then we never heard from her again. He described Travis and the daughter as kind of hermits. A cousin would sometimes mail pictures of relatives on her side of the family to Travis, but there was never any response. Uh, there was no discernible path to the front door, which was not visible from the street, and all the windows... Uh, on the two-story, 2,600-square-foot home were covered. What a freaking nightmare. Uh, Hayes would have brief conversations with Travis over the years, ones that became less and less frequent. Travis, if she left the house, 
uh, would work in the garden out in front and quickly get in the car and leave. Uh, Travis appeared to be in failing health. Hayes said she was stooped and was moving slower and slower, and he said he last saw her in November of last year. So uh, they found her in the freezer, and they're trying to figure out what happened. Nothing like, were they collecting Social Security checks or anything of that nature? They didn't, no, no, I, not nothing story. mentioned okay. in that, but I mean, the woman may have died, and her daughter just shoved her in the freezer. Put her in the freezer. It's what you do with dead loved ones. Right? <laughs> uh, police are investigating an apparent suicide incident that claimed the lives of two people in Yonkers, New York. Police said that a distraught 25-year-old man jumped off the roof of a building shortly before 6 p.m. He fell 12 stories onto the concrete parking garage roof below and struck a 61-year-old man oh. on the way. So this happens sometimes. It has happened a number of times. Yeah, both men died at the scene. That's court, terrible. You have a body hitting you from 12 stories? Yeah, they've not been identified. Investigators are interviewing witnesses and family members and reviewing surveillance footage. A pet puppy had to be rescued after a wild monkey tried to kidnap it and hold it hostage. <sighs> Saru, a two-week-old black-and-white dog, was snatched by the primate last Thursday and taken to the top of an electricity post in Malaysia. Yes, I'm a monkey, and I've taken your puppy. Uh, <laughs> residents eventually spotted the hostage situation and gathered under the post to assess the situation. Onlooker Cherry Lou Yi Lee said the puppy looked tired and weary, but the monkey did not seem to hurt it. All right, monkey, I have a specific set of skills <laughs> that makes people like me nightmares for monkeys like you. Uh, the monkey was just holding the puppy while it moved around. This is so wild. She said it looked like it was treating the puppy as a friend or its baby. But it was very strange. However, we still needed to save the poor dog because it appeared to have been starving. Uh, Cherry and her neighbors attempted to rescue Saru three times. But the monkey kept running away into onto electric, electricity lines and into trees while holding the puppy. Uh, but it kept returning to the top of the electricity pole for food. Eventually, after throwing things at it, the residents managed to scare the animal into dropping Saru into the bushes below, and the monkey ran away into the trees. Uh, a local took Saru home uh, to feed her and check her for injuries, but she was found out to be okay. Uh, it's thought the puppy was snatched from a litter of a stray dog in the neighborhood, so Saru has now been adopted and is settling well into her new home. Uh, the Malaysian government receives an average of 3,800 complaints about monkeys every year. That's too many monkey complaints. Uh, a grade school teacher was told to move out after a terrifying discovery inside the walls of his house. Oh. Jonathan Lewis picked up the keys to his new home on Friday, uh, but has already been told by his friends to put it back on the market after a sinister warning he found. The 32-year-old knew that there was a space under the stairs in his new home, uh, so he took to the wall with a hammer and peered inside only to find two beady eyes staring back at him. He said, I just bought the house and I got the keys on Friday. I kind of knew there was this void underneath the stairs that had been plastered, boarded up. Uh, there was a wire coming out where the previous owners had the fridge, uh, but I didn't know where the wire was plugged, so I knocked through a bit of the plasterboard to see what was there. Knocked through the hole about the size of a fist, shone a light, and there was a doll sitting there staring at me. <laughs> After pulling the uh, plasterboard down, I realized the old rag doll was holding a note, and it didn't have a friendly statement. It wrote, it, it had read, Thank you for freeing me. My name is Emily. My original owners lived in this house in 1961. I didn't like them, so they had to go. All they did was sing and be merry. It was sickening. Stabbing was my choice of death for them, so I hope you have knives. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then it wrote, hope you sleep well. Uh, the letter prompted Jonathan friend, Jonathan's friends to urge him to get it out and sell it. 
Uh, he said, some of my friends have told me to put my house back on the market and move, but I think it's just a laugh. Uh, it's what it sounds like. Yeah, despite what his friends think, Jonathan is pretty relaxed about it. He said, uh, I'll be honest, I found the whole thing hilarious. I'd probably do the exact same thing. The letter says 1961, but the estate agent said that when she was showing me around that the kitchen was only done four or five years ago. Yeah, all that, a couple with the fact that the paper that it was written on looked pretty brand new. Yep. You yes, know? He said that as well, so he's not worried about it. Annabelle. One last story. Annabelle. Annabelle wants to kill you. Uh, a man at a bus stop was seriously injured in San Diego after he fell and his arm was crushed under a city bus. <sighs> the 50-year-old man, who police believe was under the influence of alcohol, landed on an, MT, uh, on an MTS bus as it departed, or leaned on it as it departed at a stop on Sunday. Uh, the man stood up. Leaned against the bus after the driver had closed the doors and the bus started moving. The man then fell, hit his head on the curb, and his arm went under the bus uh, tire. And it says here it was it crushing and degloving his right hand. So it ripped the glove off his hand. Oh, and yes. crushed it. Oh, my God. Uh, the man was transported to a hospital in non-life-threatening condition with facial fractures and rib fractures that punctured his chest. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that sucks. All right, and there you go. Jeez. That is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, you got a little over three minutes left uh, to text the word trending for our MMR money clip over. You can text it to 45911, or if you want to enter via the MMR app or WMMR.com, you'll be in the running for $10,000 in our grand prize. So the word is trending, T-R-E-N-D-I-N-G. A little bit later on this morning, uh, J.J. French of Twisted Sisters. Yes. Book out. We're going to talk to him. And uh, latest acquisition from the Flyers. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Ristolainen. There you go. We'll be joining us uh, as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, bitches. This is Erin. I'm a small business owner in the Philadelphia and Bucks County area. I have a preschool located in Trevos that could really use some help. We deal with a special needs population, and we are here to work with all of the children who have unfortunately regressed during this entire quarantine. We offer ABA. We offer social skills. You can find us at pieceofourpuzzle.com. Thank you. Next message. Hey, this is Rob with Budget Blind to Lansdale. We're a local family-owned franchise serving Lansdale, Harleysville, Soderton, Schwenksville, Telford, Hatfield. We custom design every type of window treatment, blinds, shades, plantation shutters, drapery, home automation. We can even do outdoor solar shades for your patio. Best part, we bring everything to you so you can shop safely in your own home or business. You can find us on the web at budgetblinds.com. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Oi, I got a story for you here. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Thank you. I've been watching, since watching Ted Lasso. I now want to start saying oi. I love it. Oi, <laughs> oi is uh, like the British version of hey. Right, yeah. Oi, oi. Over here. Boy, uh, I got a call. Yeah. Um, so, well, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oi, is this Stephanie? It is. How are you doing, Stephanie? Oi. I am doing great, actually. Wow, you sound so happy. Why is that? I just won $500. She did it. Oh, 
That is great news, Stephanie. Congratulations That's to awesome. you. That's awesome. Where are you from, Steph? Northeast Philly. Northeast, the great Northeast. What do you got yeah. going on today? I had him to work, actually, so this was a nice call to get on the way to work. That's, That's perfect. Really You're going to buy something nice for everybody at work and, you know, uh, spend all that money in one shot? <laughs> no. Listen to that laugh. Yeah, oh, you don't oh, have oh, to. Oh. Blow it all on you. You deserve it. Exactly. All right, Steph, thanks for playing away or along with MMR's uh, Money Clips, and uh, we'll get you that $500 toot sweet, okay? All right, thank you. Congratulations. Listen to that. You hear that Yay. happiness right there? That could be you coming up at 10 a.m. And all she did was enter the word trending. That was our word. So uh, we'll have a new one at 10 and then noon and 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Everyone should win $500 on the way to work, right? That'd be nice. Or even on the way home from work. Uh, And if not that, we have a secret text word. We have a chance for you to win uh, tickets as MMR presents Ghost and Volbeat and special guest Twin Temple Saturday, February 12th, BB&T Pavilion. Uh, Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, but text word secret 39333 if you are interested in winning those. We'll get a winner before the show is over. Okay, so we in the entertainment report this morning had a story of Nicole Richie celebrating her 40th birthday, leaned over to blow her candles out, <laughs> yeah. and her hair caught on fire. Uh-huh. Like both sides. So she had she has long hair and it's hanging over her shoulders and she leans in and both sides catch on fire because of the way the the where the candles were positioned on the cake. So I your hair caught on fire stories. Come on. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Fire. We'd be happy to hear Any you. kind of cake fire. Your stories are any kind of hair Even bought. votive candles fire. Yep. Uh, Kathy, I think, has a story. Yeah, well, when my hair caught on fire, I remember uh, the smell. That was oh. what was most uh, memorable about it. And I remember going home and showering and washing my hair, and it's still smelling. Like, People don't realize, around. you're right, how pungent and it just, it, 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 I know that smell. I've been around, a, a, this happened a couple times, obviously, my hair does not be set on fire. I don't have it. But I've been at parties. It's It's actually... You're good for at least, I think, one or two incidents a year if you go to birthday parties where someone's oh, yeah. going to set their hair on fire. Hey. And uh, that smell just stays. It's Even, a line in Anchorman. Yeah. It smells like burnt hair. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the What was it? The Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah no, it was Big the. Oh, oh, Big Sex Panther. Panther. Sex Panther. Yeah. Thank you. was the name of the, the cologne. Um but even the slightest bit, so, you know, we have a, a gas stove, and if I'm moving one pot to another and my arm is down a little bit too low, like the arm hair uh, uh, will just lightly yeah. char. It'll sit. And you're like, and you don't even realize it happened, but you'll smell it. What is this smell? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever you seen go. anybody uh, fully engulf the well, hair? Well, or the, with super hairy arms, I assume that's a liability, I'm right? Sure, yeah. Be. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen, I've seen friends' hair... Catch on fire. I mean, as a joke, uh, you know, I had a lighter and I went up behind my friend Ben. He was sitting on my couch. I just went near his hair and in the back of it caught on fire with the lighter. And, of course, then after that, you have to hit them on the head. Right. Uh, oh. and, and That's the funny part. And it's your reaction. Not to just, what you what you should do is just put your hand over it and smother it. Right. Because it's not that hot when it starts. Are you sure? But instead, <laughs> you just smack them yeah. repeatedly right. on the back of the head. You're supposed to do that. And Casey, you yeah, said, mentioned earlier that you had something like that. Well, yeah, I was at a concert. And uh, the woman in front of me, her friend... Had her arm around her, and her um, she had a cigarette in her hand, and the cigarette caught her hair on fire. I and in fact, before I even started smacking this lady in the head, I was yelling to her, "Hey, 
But there's a concert going on. So, you know, loud and so she hey, couldn't hear hey, it. Hey, 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 oi, hey, oi, oi. Uh, and then eventually she didn't turn around. And I was like, well, I got to take action. So I just started smacking her head. She didn't care for that very much. Oh, and my then, God, we're burning alive. Then she was grateful. The best, though, and especially if, if no one gets hurt, <laughs> is if their hair is on fire and they're just completely unaware of it. And they're just caring about their business. <laughs> <laughs> just talking to you and smiling. What? What are you looking at? And Meanwhile, and people are going, oh, okay, oh. they've got a flame. Who knows what to say? Yeah, uh, yeah. The that 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 whole thing, or just it, it's sort of tangential to this. But we had at one of the um, cardboard classics. I think Pierre did it. One of our interns did it, standing near the um, that kerosene heater, uh-huh. and the, ja- the jacket they were wearing yeah. just started to melt yeah. seconds away from going up in flames. I will go to Beth. Hi there, Beth. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's um, happening? <laughs> just driving home. Um, I was. We were on our way to New York for a friend's birthday party, and my girlfriend was um, lighting. Uh, Something that we probably should have been doing in the car. Okay. She's sparking up a bowl. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we didn't have a lighter, so she was using a match. And the windows were open. And I heard her strike the match. And then I go, here I go, where'd that go? And my head's turned looking out the window. And all of a sudden, my hair just burst into, like, oh you know, God. sizzling, slate, like, smoke. It just smelled down. Wow. And, and you were, you were, were you behind the wheel? My head, I was not driving. No, no. Oh, uh, no, we weren't okay. driving. Someone else was driving, so okay. the windows were open, but I was looking out the window, and my hair went up, and everyone started smacking my head, and we pulled over at the next rest area to get a lighter. How much hair How much hair went up? Um, Just a, about a couple inches on my left that's, side. That's still a lot. That's still a lot of hair to lose. And no, yeah, but, but and no burnt like, skin or scalp or anything like that? No, thank Good. God. Yeah. I did smell like burnt hair for the rest of like the night because we were going to a friend's party and you know you couldn't you wash can't... my hair or get a trim or anything yeah you can't get rid of it you should have covered the smell with pot that would have taken care of it <laughs> yep. all right that probably, that probably happened yeah. yeah all right thank you beth appreciate it uh let's go over to keith hey keith good morning good morning what's up my man uh carson daly is a tool ah forever and ever. Goodie. forever what's and ever. up bud uh so about 20 years ago standing around uh out back on the deck with some friends at a party smoking a joint and uh, getting down towards the end, at the time I had about an eight-inch puffy goatee. Uh, I thought I had just simply dropped it. I didn't realize where I dropped it until I got the first punch in the face. It was preceded oh. by about 20 more, oh and God. I had no idea oh what was God. going on. Oh, no. It went into your goatee. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and so let me ask you, to Preston's point, you get that first slug in the face. You don't know what's happening as far as the the, the fire. I thought we were friends. Yeah. No, no. I thought everybody was cool. I was clearly. What did I do? <laughs> That's hilarious. How much uh, did did it get to the skin, or was it just the hair? Uh, it was just the hair. Luckily, I wound up being clean shaven after that. But the smell <laughs> being right there in my nose stuck with me for a good day or two. Yeah. To Kathy's Dude. point, that burned hair smell lingers. And, and the fact that if it's your goatee, that the flames would be coming up. Yes. You know, on, on yeah. top of your head. You know, some of that you, you're, you're going to have a little while before it the, the it burns down to your scalp. But it would all be coming up on your face. That's a nightmare. Coming coming up on your face. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're lucky you didn't burn, Keith, or get uh, some nasty blisters. 
Yep, I got lucked out. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't have felt it at that point. <laughs> nice. It was that kind of evening. Thanks, Keith. Well, Preston, the classic uh, Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. And he had, right. he had whatever it was in his hair. They all had the product. And that was that was a big flare-up. Yes. And uh, that put him in the hospital. Well, yeah, and I remember it being uh, our eye personally downplayed yeah. it a little bit when the story first hit. And it wasn't until years later that I saw the video. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. that was a big was fire big, on absolutely, his head. yeah. And I think the stuff you put in your hair, like that, plays a, a huge part in it. Because even in the Nicole Richie video, mm-hmm. you can she see, has something. Well, she because yeah. she has curly hair, yeah. so she there's definitely some sort of product in there. And when it when it hits the candle, it goes up. I'm always aware of stuff like that at, at parties where people have something and, and we're standing around candles. You know, it's funny. I, I with no hair, I'm more concerned about that than than someone who does. <laughs> But uh, all things at parties, and one of the things that goes up, like at a birthday party, that's used quite often, is the silly string. Mm-hmm. Silly string will ignite in a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Was it um, Metallica that was in concert where yeah, one right. of the okay and the they never they never stopped playing, right? Didn't someone? Oh just no, come they out did. And, okay. no, 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 no. They they quit. They they it, he was uh, that was Hatfield. He was yeah. he was messed up bad. Okay, yeah. They they stopped the show. How extensive was it? Do you remember? They Preston? came with um. Oh man, they they right? had to. He was wearing rings. They had to cut them off of him oh, Jesus because Christ. his hands had swollen up so bad and then after that he was wearing one of those like mesh sleeves you know where they, they do for yeah, burn victims right. so was, now they ended up having their guitar tech step in and they continued the tour mm-hmm. but that show ended right then and there in fact there was um, they were opening for Guns N' Roses and Axel refused to come out after that and I think it caused a riot and all this stuff. It was one of those uh, things that that got ugly, from what I understand. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly or not, but yeah, he was he was burned really really bad. Uh, hang on, I want to uh, let me go to yeah. This sounds interesting. I got to go to Rich. Hi, Rich. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Rich? Hey, listen. Uh, so one day, uh, one evening, my wife and I were getting intimate and uh, in the bedroom, and yes. she had put candles on the beer. And she had them all lit and real nice. It was very, you know, um, romantic and sexy. Very nice setting, right? So we're, we're going at it. And next thing you know, uh, she says, I think I could say this. My pussycat's on fire. My pussycat's on fire. Oh, my God. Without the, without the cat. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, baby, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I smelled it. I, I'm like, oh, my God. And I, and I looked at him. The cat is on fire. It's a oh, my cat. God. Whoa. It's a long-haired cat, he said. Okay. And uh, poor pie was her name. So I obviously jump up to a cow. Grab a, I grabbed the pillow, actually, and threw it on her and, and you know, put her out. Thank God she didn't get burned seriously. So. Oh, my God. <sighs> So that was uh, uh, our story that she loves to tell every once in a while. Dude, I, I think about that. So with the nine cats and, and you know, we have, um, if we do light candles, I am, you know, you never leave the room with their, when there are cats in the house because even if they jump up on the uh, table cover or whatever, they can slide those candles off onto a carpet or something uh, or on, you know, to other parts of your body. Uh, Casey, maybe uh, going back to what you said about James Hetfield, there was another incident. I was actually watching this video recently where uh, I think it was Paul Stanley's hair caught on fire from Kiss um, because they use tons of pyrotechnics. Yeah. yeah. And he just keeps going and going and And they going. just put it out with a and fire yes, extinguisher. and they kept going. <laughs> yes. So I think that's what you're that's thinking. If we insane. can find that video, that's that's the one you're looking the at. The show must go for. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Hey, how cool if Paul wasn't played while he was completely engulfed in flame. Yeah. So he had, he had and of course, I, 
you know, I don't know if all of that's their real hair or some no. of that's wigs or whatever, right. but but it was fully on fire. Uh, I will go to, let me see here. I'm going to go to Dan. Oh. Hey, Dan, good morning. Oh, hang on a second, We were Dan. watching the video. We're watching the video. Preston, look at this. Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Look, so, his goddamn head is almost engulfed in flames. The Guy comes up, thing. and so their 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 guitar tech is, is, is going, hey, his hair's on fire, and they're pointing. He's pointing to uh, staff to come over and put it out. <laughs> and he, Paul doesn't miss. He keeps going. A beat. He in fact throws his fist up in the air and keeps playing the song. All right, oh if you're, that's rock and roll. If you're at that show, do you think it's a part of the show? Maybe I would until you see the people run out and start. I suppose tapping his head. They're like, wow. oh, I guess that was uh, all planned. That was awesome. Yeah. Rock and roll. Firehead. All right, let me let me go to Dan now. Now, Dan, you're on the air. Good morning, buddy. What's going on? Yo. Uh, hi, Grandma. Hey, hi, Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> What's your story, dude? All right, dude. So I, a buddy of mine was, okay, I don't know what he was doing. He was in his bedroom. Uh, me and another buddy went over to his house. We were supposed to hang out that night, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he wouldn't come out of his bedroom. I don't know why. We were probably 16, 17, so we were kind of stupid anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, so... We're messing with his doorknob, and a buddy of mine goes into his parents' room, grabs a keyboard cleaner, right? And he's actually spraying his doorknob. So we're kind—I'm of, kind of looking at this, and I got a lighter in my pocket because I started smoking way too young. I don't smoke anymore, which is great. But so I pull out my lighter, and I light it. His whole face is engulfed in flames. Oh my god. His eyelashes are gone. His eyebrows are gone. The whole front of the top of his head is bald. So let me ask you, Dan, did you create a flame with the with the liquid air, the canned air? Uh, yes. All right. And is that what happened? The flame shot out of that? Yes. The flame, I had the, I put, put the lighter up to the doorknob because he was trying to freeze it. I don't know why. And the whole thing... Went all over his face. All the flames went all over his face. He had. Was he seriously uh, hurt? Dude, so he he wasn't exactly hurt. He actually <laughs> fell back laughing. Okay, he wasn't exactly hurt. No, he no not exactly. <laughs> I felt super terrible though. He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you remember <laughs> when you were in high school? You invite your buddies over to play with doorknobs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, all God. the time. Uh, by the way, let me double back here a second. A lot of people texting. It wasn't Kiss. It was Kiss tribute band. So it was a guy pretending to be Paul Stanley. He had more money invested. He didn't stop. Yeah, you're right. More <laughs> yeah. of his money was on the line than Paul's. Yeah. I can't lose uh, this so gig. We used to play around with hairspray and lighters oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, and I don't ever remember catching our hair on fire, but that was a, a regular thing. And that's why, Kathy, you're talking about the product. Hairspray in particular is loaded with alcohol. Oh, well, yeah. And that's what it is. And we used to spray it on stuff. We, we were sprayed on tennis balls at night. Light it on fire and then throw it back and forth. Because if you hold it real quick, it doesn't burn your hand. You can throw it back and forth, and we used to do it that way. You remember the movie Live and Let Die? So in yes. that movie, he does a thing where, you know, James Bond, there's a uh, spider, and he, he he holds his lit cigar up to a, a can of hairspray. And, and that's the first time I saw that that thing. And mm. don't you know, sometime after that, I tried it. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Would you do the thing where you would cup your hands together and spray either hairspray in there or uh, lighter fluid? Lighter fluid? Yeah. Sure. And light that on Make fire? Yeah. yeah. Because at, at uh, 14, that's cool. Yeah, if you can't find a doorknob to play with. Right, yeah. I mean, when you're bored. Um, you would do also that thing where you would take a lighter and you would um, 
you would ball your hand in a fist and then uh, put the, you know, just turn the the, uh, the fluid. The gas. Yeah. The gas into your hand. Yeah. And then you would light it and then open it. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's dangerous stuff. Uh, Very dangerous. Next caller is Logan. Logan, good morning. Good morning. Hello, bitches. Hey, bitch. What's up? <laughs> so, I had a friend who decided to throw gasoline on a bonfire. Oh, man. I have stories in the bizarre file. All the time. Several times about that. Uh, so, we're all drinking, and the flame is going, the fire's starting to dim down a little bit. He decides to take a gallon of gasoline, oh, throw it on the bonfire, blows up his entire face, catches on fire. He looks like Jim Carrey, the mm. fire marshal. Fire uh, marshal Bill. To this day? No, not to this day. He got better, but he had to shave his hair, everything. <sighs> man, you've got to watch it. Every yep. month. Yep. Who is the, who is Thanks, the comedian? Was it Titus? Um who who remember the story about um, yeah, the keg he, into the bonfire? It might have been him. Yeah, Chris Titus. Yeah, and uh, it it detonated. Wow! Like the guy who ran into the the. I mean, obviously this is crazy. Mm-hmm. When you're, you, it's not you're not simply blowing out candles. You're doing destructively arson type activities. But like the guy at Burning Man who just was running around the fire and actually either ran into it or fell into it. There's a guy that committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ran into the fire. All right, Chris has a story about church, which I'm sure um, yes, there's plenty of yes. fire stories because there's lots of candles at churches. Hi, uh, Chris, good morning. Hi, guys. Hey, what's yeah, up, Chris? There, uh, yeah, if you have ever been to a Catholic mass, you know there's candles all over the place. And this was in the early 90s. We were sitting in the pews, and our, um, our, our choir singer was singing, and she got too close to the candle. And, of course, like, you know, she had the big hair, and... The candle caught her hair on fire, and, like, a bunch of people started running over to her and had to, you know, extinguish it. And without giving the beat, she kept on singing. And it was it made for a really uh, a really interesting experience at church. Sure. That's the time that it's okay to yell in yeah. church. Like, you never feel the, you know, yeah, but you, you can jump on them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thanks, you know, Chris. It happens also at the uh, at the, the vote of candles, at the, the smaller, um, you know, where you're going to light a candle for someone. You know, I remember, I remember someone, yeah. years ago, and maybe when I was going through my communion practice, but a, a little girl in her dress, and I was a, a little boy at the time, you know, but she was leaning over and, and her hair went up, and oh, one of no. her pigtails. Why is it, and, uh, you know, my kids are the same way uh, now, but, like, putting a candle out or blowing a candle out, and I'm not talking about birthday candles. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, like, a big thing for us. when oh. w- with, um, with Advent, Kathy? Yeah, like, they, everyone would fight over it. We would fight. Well, so it was assigned. It, every year, it got assigned. Okay, yeah. you get to blow out week one of Advent. You get to blow out week two of Advent. Like I don't know why that was such a big deal. How old were you when you first did the lick your fingers and put it out? Ooh, uh, I don't remember oh, how old I don't think I was, I've ever done I, it. I always loved doing that. No, yeah. but you know what, Steve? You know, I saw a guy do uh, at, like a catering thing because he had been a caterer for a long time. Right. Uh, so um, those sterno things. Yeah. He would light one sterno, right, and he would take another sterno. And uh, take whatever goop was in there, oh, yeah. and he would basically goop that in on, on his fingers, light that on fire, and then light the subsequent other sternos with, with his, his finger fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, interesting. Uh, I have Justin who wants to check in. Yo, Justin, good morning. Good morning, it. What's well, good morning, it, man? What's going on? So, um, real quick, I'm the I'm the guy that turns the boots the other way in the stall. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can take okay. a nap during the day. Another story. Yeah. Let's hear it, Justin. Well, 
first, um, when you're a kid, don't ever try to impress your friends by putting peppermint extract in your mouth and then spitting it at a, at a lighter because then your lips catch on fire. Wow. So, uh, was that you? That was me, but my mom. So this story, I come downstairs, about to go to school. I'm in, like, middle school. And my mom, you know, she used to work late, but she'd also stay up and kind of partake in some of the guns. And, and she passed out at the table. She must have passed out. Minutes before I woke up, she's asleep at the table, one hand in a bag of bugles, and the other, and her head is inside of the ashtray with a cigarette lit. So I see smoke coming from, you know, that front of her head and ashtray. So I yell, Mom, and she wakes up, says, What? And the bangs of her hair is on fire. So I tell her, and she slaps herself till it goes out and kind of laughs it off until she pulls at her hair and pulled out. Every single bang in the front of her head. Oh, man. Um, that is one of the saddest images. A woman yes. passed out, one hand in a bottle and a bag of bugles, her head in an ashtray with the cigarette lit in it. Yeah. 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 Did she, did she uh, get past that at all? Tell me she's a, a world... A class neurosurgeon now, right? No, well, <laughs> she passed away nine uh, years ago. Oh, but, I'm sorry to hear um, that, yeah. But there's more stories like that. But no, what's, what sucked the most for her is she had, like, one of them, like, old people, I, I wouldn't say old people haircuts, but it looks like, you know, a surfer wave in the front of their head. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we know that, yeah. To, to fold the hair over, so... So when she burned her bangs off, she ruined her hairdo of, like, 50 years, you know. Oh, man. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. interesting. I'm sure you got more stories, Justin. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate the call. Uh, thanks. That's crazy, later. man. Wow. Uh, I want to go to one more. I know we got to take a break here because we got a, a guest coming up. Uh, Anna, you're on the air. Good morning, Anna. Hi, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Anna. What's up? So, my family, we had a tradition of um, smacking each other's faces in the cake oh. after singing, you know, happy birthday. Okay. And my sister, she used to um, come visit us from college. So, we were at the airport. This was in the early 90s. So, we used to go to the gate. And we went down to the baggage claim. And I surprised her with a cake. And I was only a kid at the time. And we're all singing a happy birthday next to the carousel, you know, and people are all joining along. And as she goes to blow out the candles, I didn't wait until she blew them all out. <laughs> and I, I smashed it in her face. Her full front fangs just completely went up in a poop of ball. Oh. My mom and my sister are, are smacking her forehead while people are around. They're kind of going, oh, my God, oh, fire, fire, fire. Somebody's trying to run to a uh, fire extinguisher. Meanwhile, I'm just standing there with the cake in my hands, like, uh, I don't know what to do. You <laughs> <laughs> just set your sister on fire. There she yeah. is, tired from her travels. Yeah. She's got cake all over her face. Her hair's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> pets' heads are falling off. Oh, my God. My Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> my dad was a lot more protective, so he freaking out, mad at me, and then my mom and I look at each other, and we just start laughing, <laughs> oh my and goodness. my sister is crying, screaming. She runs to the bathroom. She comes out about uh, 10 minutes later with her whole forehead just completely wet. Well, why don't we take about... a five-minute break? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, by then, um, you know, it was about a 40-minute ride home, and the car stunk, and she would not talk to me for days. Yeah, all the standard uh, stuff that goes after that, the smell and everything will haunt you. But, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, good yeah. rule of uh, thumb is to let the candles on the cake be extinguished yeah, we, before you slap it in someone's we, face. Yeah, we never, we never 
never did that again. Good. But it's been, you know, over 25 years, and whenever we mention it, my mom and I still laugh about it, and she still kind of cringes, though. Uh, <laughs> I love it. All right, Anna, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, well, be careful around exposed flames if you have long hair. <laughs> It can definitely happen. And thank you for the stories. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. J.J. French from Twisted Sister joining us. We'll be right back. The MMR is coming to Lincoln. Join Marissa Magnata Monday night for a watch party at Sports and Social Inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Your game day headquarters. Win Sports and Social gift cards and more. Case, is that your chair that's all squeaky like that? Yeah. Okay, Steve and I have heard it twice this yeah. morning. We looked at each other. There was feedback. How well, is that noise? It's so high and squeaky. I mean, not only that, but like it's. Yeah, uh, the seat itself, what you sit on, is busted. I, um,. I've alerted our engineering Case, department. Case, is that, uh, not to do uh, behind-the-scenes stuff here, but is that chair in the corner? Is that better? Is that is workable? That? So, uh, that belongs over here. Yeah. I want to say that I've tried to use one of those before, but for some reason, it, it maybe the height or the... I'll try it again, because right. I might be wrong. But no. the, the height or the pitch might not be right. I mean, you've kind of, uh, you're, you're like so taping this thing together. Casey's chair, so the, the, the seat portion of it is like this mesh yeah. that you sit on. It's a really strong, you know, like nylon. It's a fart filter. But it has it has ripped, and so Steve Casey, it's been this way for over a year at least. Is he just sitting on the... the He's mech- sitting on the frame. Oh, you on, can't do on that. The, on the, the, what, the mechanism that holds that seat together, it's weird. He's You'll been get sitting hemorrhoids. on it for a long time. Yeah, yeah I don't you know can't do that. I don't know what goes on over there on that side of the board, but I mentioned a press the floor looks like you guys like crapped yourself. I know. Well, yeah, it's a mess. That's it's once, really once or bad. twice a week. It's, it's, it's not when you're crapping yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's not spotty like that on your guys' no. side. No, okay. no. You think Steve and I have crap over here? Yeah, there's stains all over the place back here. I don't know what it's all from. So. There is a significant amount of pretzel salt over in my area, though. I wonder how that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Casey brought in some special pretzels. No, no, no. It's uh, it's it's all pretzels. pretzels. Oh, you're soft pretzels. Okay. All right. Is our guest ready to go? Yeah, he's outstanding. I am. I am psyched to talk to him. Um, We've had (laughs) D. Snyder on many times uh, throughout the years. Uh, D. was a a member of the staff here at WMMR. He did nights for a while. Yeah, he's great. Remember getting his D mail and all that stuff. Uh, D.'s always been really good to talk to. But I've always wanted to talk to this gentleman. Because believe it or not, he precedes D. Oh, yeah. The band, Twisted Sister. He's the mastermind. He's the dude, managed the band, the whole deal. Please welcome the legendary Mr. J.J. French hey. to the show. Hey. This morning, J.J., good morning, man. How are you all doing today? Dude, good? We're, we're doing great. Um, good. And the reason that we're having you on, obviously, is you've got your new book out, Twisted Business, Lessons from My Life in Rock and Roll. Amazon.com, wherever books are sold, you can get this. I just so I wanted to start by saying, JJ, um, Steve and I absolutely fell in love with We Are Effing Twisted Sister. <laughs> it is one of the best rock and roll documentaries ever made. And even if, and I've told this to people who, who don't even, who they, they know, you know, we're not going to take it and I want to rock. And that's pretty much the extent of Twisted Sister to them. But we're like, watch this. Yeah. You will not believe what this band went through to get where they ended up. It was an amazing story. Thank you. And by the way, in the back of my book, I list all the thousands of shows. They're all there. <laughs> oh, wow. I, wow. I, I list them because we played on average 
six show, uh, five shows a night, six days a week, and especially in the early years. So, so you know, in the early, within the first three years of the band, before D even joined, I had a, I had hit about forty five hundred shows at that point. Oh, you know, so 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 when bands talk to me about coming to see their band, you know, and they go, "Hey man, come see my band." I go, "How long your band been together?" And they go, two years." I go, "How many shows have you done?" And they go, 50. And I go, "Well, when you get five hundred, call me." And they go, "Why five hundred? I say, "Because you're going to suck until you hit about five hundred shows." And then they go, "That'll never happen." And I go, "Well, that's a good chance." So I will never come and see your band. <laughs> the, the, the fact is, is that is that uh, we learned how to be great by playing all the time. So and that's, yeah, that's, and, uh, yeah. amongst many things in the book, that's the, the shows are all listed. And that's why I, I'm definitely excited to get the book because I, I love this. I I was uh, you know uh, lived most of my early life on Long Island. I knew. You'd see twisted sister banners and 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 bills up on you know the, the walls all over the place. Uh, the station I was listening to there was either, either B A B or N E W, and uh, and so you know twisted sister was a big part of that. The band Zebra for a long time, but I remember when I first saw twisted sister, it was like, oh my god, what planet do these guys come from? <laughs> and it was like, I gotta I gotta see what this is about. And you relay a funny story because you you have your own podcast and you uh, you you you're um, you know you're you're very good a public speaker and a motivational speaker. You talk about how you guys were kind of the antithesis of what you were portraying on stage. Yeah, you we were, were totally straight band, no <laughs> drugs, alcohol, and, uh, and 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 what happened was the record label thought that was a horrible thing to be, right? Because that would ruin our reputation. I said only in my business would that ruin your reputation. <laughs> I said if you're a politician and you're stuck in a hotel room with a 16 year old girl and cocaine, you're, you're out. Of, you're, you're no longer a politician. If you're a sports star and you're stuck with a young girl in a hotel yeah. room and you got cocaine, you're out of a job. But in my business, if you're stuck with a hotel room with a young girl, cocaine, they write songs about you. <laughs> give you a grammy you know so 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 i come from a world of stunted emotional development and the key to the band's success was of course that we were straight and that's the that's the super secret that i talk about in the book that we fired we fired endless amounts of guys for alcohol and drug use until i hired a straight band that could work hard and when you read the book you'll understand how much work was involved as you saw the documentary you know about that. Well, it, right. it, what is fascinating is that so you start off your your um you know you're you're a young man you're you're coming up with all different ways to make money you were selling I guess like fireworks and stuff like that got into selling uh you know drugs pot uh and but you were you were kind of uh, the quintessential rock fanboy I mean you saw some killer shows yeah. early I on. Was 50, yeah I was born in 52 I was 17 when the Fillmore East opened what does that mean that means that on any weekend night for three years you saw Led Zeppelin you saw the Grateful Dead you saw the Jefferson Airplane you saw Rod Stewart you saw Jeff Beck you saw the Allman Brothers you saw Jimi Hendrix and it was three dollars a ticket that's God. what that meant God. and you saw it every single weekend without fail and if you couldn't afford the three bucks those same artists played in central park at the woman rink for a dollar all right so you saw thousands of great artists and by the way i was a pot dealer at the age of 15 because i was ahead of my time i told you all pot was going to be legalized i told you all i said i said get into it early but you didn't pay any attention to me you know and i i did start in the boy scouts selling cookies and eventually it led to hard drugs which means only that boy scouts lead from cookies to hard drugs so i'd be very careful to be a member of the boy scouts it's it a really gateway it's a gateway it's a gateway organization but 
the thing was that by the time the whole thing fell apart in 72, the drug scene had destroyed most of my friends, my best uh-huh. friend, my girlfriend. Heroin killed everybody. They either OD'd or they got murdered. And I had to make a decision to save my life. And my decision was one day I was going to end my drug use. I picked one day. I stopped and I stopped cold turkey. Now, this is a true story. I go in the book because I said to my mom, mom, here's the good news. The good news is I'm no longer doing drugs. I'm not dealing drugs. I'm totally straight. Here's the bad news. I'm going to join a transvestite rock band. And she goes, oh, great. What a great career choice. Like, gee, so I should be happy that you're starting this, but you're going to wear women's clothing in a, in a rock band? So, uh, so that was kind of my evolution. And then the book takes you through the story of Twisted Sister in a business framework. Okay. The twisted method of reinvention. I take you through it. And, you know, that's we're here to talk about prostate cancer because the, my approach to my prostate cancer was the same approach I used uh, in the band. And that doesn't mean I put makeup on prostate cancer. Right. What that means is, is that, is that um, I approached analytically my prostate cancer and men historically don't like to talk about so I, I can jump in on this. I am a survivor myself, and I, and I agree a thousand percent. And what I do is I, I talk to guys who are facing the surgery once a month, um, you know, uh, who get, get what I got. I got the robotic surgery for the, the removal. I'm doing great. Uh, I, I caught it early. It was the PSA test that saved my life. I have a great doctor, Dr. Mike uh, Sorigliano here, who was ag- aggressive. And, and and let me see if you agree with this. Since then, my mindset is not to scare the... Li- People hate to be hectored. They like to be encouraged. And if you say, you hey, you're, you're, you're of the age, you, you are, are symptomatic of nothing, go get your checkup. Go get checked. Because if you do and you do have something, you're going to catch it early, take command of it, get it out of you, and get on with your life. Do you agree with that sentiment? 100%. I'll go even further. My father died of prostate cancer. My father was undiagnosed because he came from that generation of, we don't go to doctors, okay? So when he died, it got into his bones. And the yeah. doctor, I'll never forget what the doctor said to me. He said the bones were so brutal, brittle that when we decided, when we did the autopsy, the rib cage dissolved in our hands. Oh, my goodness. And, and I, I looked at my brother. Now, let me just add a little bit more to this drama. My father died the day Stay Hungry went platinum. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it was a bittersweet day for me. Yeah. It was very bitter. And in the book, there's a photo of my father holding a platinum album because he had gotten the out. I made the, sure the record label got to him a couple of minutes, a couple of days before he died. And my wife took a picture of him holding the record. So he knew that I had reached this, this incredible uh, point in my professional life. But my brother, who's 10 years older than me, we said to ourselves, if dad had it, maybe we're going to have it. Mm-hmm. So my brother started regularly checking and when he started at 50 he had psa tests and he came down with prostate cancer at the age of 66 i was 10 years older and i started to see my psa slowly rise and i did psa tests and then eventually i hit 66 and i had prostate cancer but at that point i had already done so much research i had picked my doctor i had picked my hospital i had picked my treatment I was fully aware of how to approach it because systematically I was not going to put my head in the sand. However, after the operation, which was robotic, and yes, they got it all, at least as of today, I'm cancer-free. And you all know you're cancer-free until you're not. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, we get our blood checked all the time. I didn't talk about it right away. I said to my wife, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I felt weird. And then about a year into it, I said, this is stupid. 
this is really stupid. Men don't talk about prostate cancer. They don't talk to their friends. You know, women who have breast cancer talk to women about breast cancer way more than men talk about prostate cancer to other men. Don't you find that to be Oh, well, yeah. It, true? It's true. So after I, I kind of took the, the other round you know i talked about it quickly we had we had it um i i came you know on the air i had uh, dr mike and i had dr lee who was the uh, robotic surgeon who did the procedure uh, because again i know how i felt when you would hear you know the commercial would present it and they had this death t- this m- ominous tone and they're you know yes it's something serious but the good news is and i wanted to portray that as quickly as possible I got on it. I took this warning sign. I and and I I, I felt great. I, I exercise all the time. Found it, and now look it. I'm back on air. I feel good. That's the encouragement that I felt was missing. And these and my wonderful doctors helped me get that word out. And since then, the amount of people who've been proactive, and maybe they don't find that, but they find something else that they can get corrected because it's all about getting on it as soon as possible. Is what you did. Yeah, well, I got, you know, I teamed up with Zero um, and Bayer this year in the We're Not Going to Take a Campaign. And I want to thank my band and my record label and my publishing company for letting us use the We're Not Going to Take a Campaign. Because, you know, Twist, We're Not Going to Take it's one of the most famous songs of all time. It's one of the most licensed songs of all time. And, and there's a statement in that, in that song. Yeah. And that's why it resonates so much. And so I'm here to advocate for men, especially over 50, to start advocating for their health, get regular screening, Understand what a PSA test is about. Understand what it can mean to you. Really start to research it and to become aware of being advocates for your own health. I can't stress that enough. We can repeat this over and over again. If you want a website to go to, zerocancer.org is a website that you can go to and you can read all about it or talk to your doctor. Regular checkups are so important. You know as well as I do, we can, you know, this is a cliched statement I'm about to make, but I think you'll agree with me. If we can save one life today, we've done our job. Don't you agree? Well, and, and here's how I, I take it, and and I, I know you you know you always want to you always have the, the fear of being a broken record is is that um you know and I, I find people respond to this guys at least respond to this okay I know we're really tough and we you know we can just soldier on but think about the person you're going to have to tell you have it think about the people who are going to miss you at that Thanksgiving table think about all that and do it for them and again the good news is. There's good news. We're living in shy of a pill that gets it out of your body. Right now, we're living in the best of times for this, especially if you're proactive. There's no reason, as Dr. Mike says, to die of prostate cancer. 100%. Catch it early and live a long life. Yes. So let me ask you, you brought up the marketing and about the... um, you know, uh, and saying how, how with, with this, uh, you know, the, 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 the catalog of Twisted Sister, your business acumen... When did that kick in early and your command of how to market a band and market separate things? Was that something that was just always bubbling under the surface? Or did you learn that selling weed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, selling weed, you know, that enabled me to learn. Like, listen, I was so stoned out. The fact that I was dealing in Europe and multitasking, converting multiple currencies shows you that I could multitask (laughs) under a variety of psychedelics. So I really showed a propensity to be able to to handle this stuff at an early age. Um, The book kind of details all things. I'm a New York kid. My father was a salesman. If you grow up in New York City and you and the vibe of New York doesn't mean 
you know, it doesn't scare you. Yeah. You know, like, hey, it's New York. My father was working on 47th Street. The guitar store is on 48th Street. You're on Times Square. Everything's a Damon Runyon shtick. Everyone's like, hey, kid, what do you got in your pocket? <laughs> if that life is the kind of life that you're comfortable with, I got. I guarantee you, like I told my daughter who grew up in Manhattan, I said, sweetheart, here's the difference of growing up in Manhattan. People in Dubuque, Iowa, want to be in Manhattan. You don't get up in the morning and want to be in Dubuque. I mean, the point is, I was like, everybody wants to be in New York, or they want to be in Hollywood, or they want to be... so. It's an epicenter of unbelievable energy and hustle. And you have to hustle in New York City. Right. So I think that right. natural hustle is part of me. The business acumen was part of my dad. My dad was a salesman. I kind of got into the idea of surviving in business. But I have to tell you, when I joined the band, I was just the guitar player. I wasn't a manager. I was the right. guitar player. I was the last guy picked to join this band called Silver Star that became Twisted Sister. I didn't get into it to become a manager. What happened was a lot of dumb idiots in my life screwed up my life. Yeah. Drug addicts, alcoholics, and bad managers. And eventually I said, I got to get rid of all of them. Yeah. I got to get rid of the bad apples. I got to get rid of the drug addicts. I got rid of the alcoholics. I got to get rid of the bad managers. I'm going to take over. And over time, I developed the tools to be able to become a good manager. And that is all outlined in the book, The Twisted Method of Reinvention, T-W-I-S-T-E-D. People think we succeed because of some magic alchemy of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and a pact with the devil. That's what kind of somehow people think, man. Oh, wow, man, they just must got high and got, like, signed. They must have, like, sold their souls. No. We work really freaking hard. Right to be the best band we could be. And the book outlines it in the T-W-I-S-T-E-D, which is tenacity, wisdom, inspiration, stability, trust, excellence, and discipline. And while that may sound like some Jehovah Witness line or something, the fact is it's actual practical applications of certain business techniques that got the band to survive. And D. Snyder, for example, when he joined the band, and I said to him, you know, I'm really not into drugs and alcohol. And he goes, I hate drugs and alcohol. I went, you are my man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and then I get Mark the Animal Mendoza, 275-pound biker with Harley Davidson's. And I said, by the way, I hate drugs and alcohol. He goes, I hate drugs and alcohol. I went, whoa, <laughs> you're my man. And that's how the band survived because these guys were like, this is what we want to do. And nothing is going to get in our way from success. And you know how hard the entertainment business is. We live in the ultimate business of what have you done for me lately yes this yeah. is the business so you know people say to me how hard is the music business i said this is how hard the business is i have a number one album and the first question they go is i got jj french and twisted sisters say hungry so really good oh, so what's your next project jj <laughs> i go what's what's my next project can you i just enjoy this for five freaking minutes i mean <laughs> We live in a world of reinvention because we're in the entertainment world, so nobody has to reinvent more than we do. And I think you will appreciate this observation. COVID has caused, caused millions of people to reinvent their lives. Sure. You better yeah. believe it. You yeah, better believe it. Okay. Especially yeah. in the entertainment industry, too. Yeah. A hundred percent. So my book really speaks to the art of reinvention. And that's what I really do. So while you may say, you all sit there and go, wow, can he really be that, you know, that perceptive? The answer is absolutely. Yes, I am that perceptive. And I'm telling you that we have overcome challenges, crises, catastrophes. We've made all the adjustments you have to make. We were turned down more times in a bed sheet, come back more times than Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, <laughs> which I explain in the book. Yeah. And that is a template for survival. It's a template for surviving prostate cancer which is really important because you know what? It all goes back to your health at this point in our lives. That is the single most important thing. Absolutely. And you made a really good point about don't do it to yourself. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your family. Yeah. 
My daughter said to me, why do you take such good care of yourself? And I said, because I want to be here as long as I can to annoy you for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> you're not getting um, out of it that easily. Speaking you're, not getting, you're not getting out of it that easy. I want to be here to make your life as miserable as I can for as long as I possibly can. That is my goal in life. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of family, and it's unrelated to the, to hey, the book. Geez, but, guys, sorry to interrupt. Uh, hey, damn it. Producer, we actually have to move on to the next interview. Sorry. Uh, I promised my son I'd ask a question. I he asked know, one question. <laughs> All right. See you later, JJ. We got to let you go because that guy says we can't talk to you anymore. Oh. All right. I, I loved having be on, be on the show. Thanks, guys. All right. All right take care. We'll see you later, JJ. Well, you Thanks. asked me the question, Prime. So, my son, Carter, was wondering if anybody has ever made a replica Goofy Goober guitar from uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob the movie, yeah. which they uh. use I Want to Rock. It's instead of I Want to Rock, it's I'm a Goofy Goober. And SpongeBob plays this outrageous-looking guitar. He's like, somebody's got to make a copy of that thing. <laughs> I, and so I, I was going to ask JJ about that. But JJ kept going. He, listen, he wanted. He, we went like four minutes over our interview right, time with right. him. Uh, but he had a lot to say, obviously. So, uh, wow. Uh, and listen, about that documentary, just to, to... I know we've mentioned it many, many times on the air. We are effing Twisted Sister. The story of that it follows is not... Their success with no, MTV and we're no. not going to take it and, and I want to rock. It takes it up to right before that stuff even happens and then it's it. that's it. They get signed and that's the end of the documentary. Like you, all the stuff you already know about the band, you don't find that, out about in this documentary. They virtually don't even touch they on it. You're right. And if you're talking about, to his point, Preston, about encouragement... And about oh. sticking to it. Oh. There were people at record. There's a guy in particular at a record company who stuck his neck out, almost got fired multiple times. In fact, he was told, don't come to me with this goddamn band again or you're fired. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And, he, and, and he eventually, he kept, he kept biting his tongue. And he's like, I, these guys are selling out these venues. Yeah. Like, these people are rap. They love this band. And eventually, he, he says, screw it. I'm going back one more time. Right, I'm yeah. pitching it. And... Uh, eventually, the the, the uh, all the things fell into place, and, and it ended up happening for him. But the amount of times that that band was supposed to have like a big night. Okay, this is it. The executive is here. They're gonna. They're finally gonna take a look at us. Yeah, something went wrong. Like an entire power grid shut down, <laughs> or yeah. somebody had a seizure, or you know, I mean, it was just like one after another. Is an amazing story. And they kept that. You know, it's and they never quit. I wanted to ask him about this. I'm sure you have stories that relate throughout the the years in entertainment and music and and just in general, pop culture entertainment. There are stories about I've been at the highest highs and the lowest lows. So they had had their super huge success and then it petered out. And in the book, I was reading a snippet from it where he was working Overnights, like in a pool hall. No kidding. Yeah. After they had already had, we're not going to take had that. If they'd fallen wow. down. So, and I remember, like I mentioned, that band Zebra. Yeah. Which uh, Long Island was just absolute. They were revered. It, who's behind the door? Right. And, and Bears. Couple, couple of right. hits. Yeah. And they were a solid band. But the one of the guys from the band, I remember walking into a to an electronics store, like a hardware store. And um, he was working there, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow. oh my God, you know, and yeah. it's like, you got it. You have to do what you have to do. But you, he came back, you know, you stay at it. I always feel bad for, and we, we had a couple minutes here before uh, Rasmus is going to be on. So we'll keep going, right? Kay? Yeah. So I always, I always feel bad for bands that, that, that try really hard, don't make it. Right. And I, I almost feel worse for the fans that really supported them along the way. Yeah. Because it just never came together. And we're like, man, they, I, we really believed in this group. 
and 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 they weren't doing it. A lot of fans, they're not doing out of mo- motivation that someday when they're big, I will have been there and I will have known them. They right. just like them because they like them. Right. The purest. The yeah. purest reason. Yeah. Well, I, you know, some bands will, you know, I just, they are putting out the type of music that they're putting out at, just at the right time. I, I think of a band. Exactly. I think Sometimes it's the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah. I think of a band like Mumford & Sons, right? Uh they uh, just for some reason that sound at that time yeah it made sense made it sense spoke to people and it spoke to people yeah. and 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 record labels or whatever got behind them they they were a good band but then I think like locally there was a band called K Floor we've had them in our studio yes yeah they were awesome their sound was a little bit different than the what um, alternative radio was playing at the time there it was more of a bluesy sound and they were super talented the songs were great yeah. they were selling out the grape street right. you know all the right. time they and had it, what seemed to be okay here's here's the success by the way correct me if I'm wrong and Nick maybe you know this uh, isn't Mum Mumford the lead Mumford yeah. Marcus Ted Lasso Mark, yeah he picks the music for Ted Lasso well, yeah, he's the lead singer the song. he also yeah. does a, a lot of the background music for yeah. it as well too yeah and the music on that show is uh, really underrated yeah, yeah. oh yeah. man they uh, oh sorry never mind <laughs> by the way just real quick Casey um, a programming note <laughs> I was gonna finally tell Kathy how much no <laughs> listen. I know that I go off the rails from time to time, and I was about to go off the rails for a second about something, a song that was played on the show that I've loved for years, but anyway. Okay. Okay. Rasmus is going to sign in early to the Zoom. I'm already signed on. Sorry Sorry to do that on air, but I just want to let you know. Well, now I'm intrigued by what song you really, what's just the name of it real quick? You don't have to go into the whole history about it or why you love it, but what song is it? The song is called Lovin' Is Easy. Uh, by an artist named Rex Rex Orange County. Was it in last episode? uh, It was... Uh, no, no, it was, I think, two episodes ago. It wasn't in the Beard episode. Okay. Uh, I believe it was two episodes ago. It was, when that song came out, uh, it was 2018, 19, that was my favorite song of the year. Oh, it, and it showed up on the on the show? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. In fact, when I had gone into a giant Rex Orange County <laughs> dive when we were in London, I had been listening to, because I, I, I took the tube all over the town, and that was what was playing in my headphones. Music makes me think of Kathy. <laughs> Somebody from the back go, Oi! Mate, oi, 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 oi. Hey, Coach Beard doesn't have a first name, right? Like, it's kind of like Kramer? I think it's just Coach, Coach Beard. Beard. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I wonder I, if they'll reveal that at any point. I, I know you didn't have love the episode. I, I, Every episode to me is awesome in its own right, but I loved the Coach Beard episode that yes, just aired. Yes, I did too. Yeah. And, and I think that's really cool. a cool thing about Ted Lasso is that they find ways to divert a little bit and and find these side stories and that's what keeps shows going that doesn't have to focus on ted lasso every time or the club they can go out on these different characters mm-hmm. and just keep the forward momentum on, on the entire series yep and i, I love coach beard who's yeah. one of my favorite characters oh, this one just seemed a little bit of a de- detachment i wanted more of a of the story of of the the team and all that stuff to kind gotcha. of continue a little bit but whatever man i mean i i didn't hate it no but yeah. if you if you're going to sit there and rank the shows it wasn't one of my favorite ones well, but... there were two episodes this season that were i i didn't like the christmas episode i loved it yeah, i know yeah, you did for, it for me i, just, I didn't hate it but it's, it was just like i thought uh, it was good i thought yeah. it was a little weird where it sat in the middle of july yeah. you know but, but but uh but still it was good listen it, what this always happens and and, and you know um uh, as jj uh, french was was talking about uh you know, okay, that is great. More. What are you going to do now? Oh, yeah. The, the, right. the, yeah. the show has been consistently one of the best feel-good shows. And again, if you haven't checked it out, I know you're probably sick of hearing people talk about it. But it will make you feel good. It will enhance your... your it'll make you smile. The fact that we're coming up to the final episodes, yeah. I'm, I'm like... I know. I feel a little selfish about it. Because right. I'm like, come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? And by the way, 
Kathy's not washed it yet. No. She's the I, only one of us that hasn't yeah. washed it, and she really, she would love it, don't you think? You think? Uh, I, yes, yeah. Kathy, yeah. it is, it transcends, it's not, a lot of people, oh, it's just major league with, with uh, you know, uh, soccer. No. And no. it's not all about sports. No, it's not. And and the, there are great female storylines that transcend, the, uh, the, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'll have to uh, get into that yeah. once, like, my, you know, like, I have my, a bunch of dramas that I'm watching. Right. So once those, stories. You like, yeah. the, you like the, the, the soft porn stuff, like uh, Bridgerton. Wait, I and, just started watching uh, yeah. Boner City. Uh, no, what was the other one? Uh, sex Life. Wait, sex Life, yeah. and, and last night, uh, was alert. it came up on Netflix sex education. The first scene is uh, a completely naked girl on top of a guy. I'm like, well, here we go again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Time to take my pants off. There are three shows on right now that are uh, uh, on streaming it. networks <laughs> that are spaced out weekly. That I'm I, I love the fact that I don't get to binge them all at once. Ted Lasso's one, uh how to get away with uh, no murder only murders in the building. Right. On Amazon. Steve Prime. Uh not Steve Wilkos, <laughs> no, that's not on streaming. And uh and the morning show, which I have haven't started season right. two yet. Right. Good stuff. All right. Anyway, uh, there's lots out there to watch. I would love to give Kathy got on board. Are we still waiting on Rasmus? Still waiting on Rasmus. Ristolainen. All right. Um, he's probably spelling his own name. That's what's taking so long. <laughs> he's typing it yeah. in. Now joining the Zoom call, Rasmus. Anyway. Um, hey, I do want to remind you, we obviously have the uh, the MMRBQ coming up on uh, Saturday. Unbelievable. Uh, but Perfect weather! The weather's going to be spectacular, 75 degrees and sunshine, and it's just going to be right in the heart of what we want uh, for the MMRBQ. Uh, if you want to know the set times, we have that list now up at uh, WMMR.com. Uh, so make your plans now and take a look at any information you may need to know. I know the doors open at noon. If you like to get there and catch the whole thing, be there from the beginning, there yeah. you go. Uh, we would love to see you there for that. And also, while you're on the website... Uh, just a reminder, Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, I know we've mentioned this several times, but uh, the dates have changed this year. It's going to be November 1st instead of right before Thanksgiving. Um, and some scheduling things are the reason we chose to do that. And we're going to need your help more than ever. So yeah. we want you to be a part of that and be aware of what's going on. Yeah, and um, you know, plans are, are being made right now for that week. Um, I was just talking with somebody yesterday about the car show that always happens the weekend before. Right. They're working on that stuff right now. Uh, we've done stuff with Acme in the past. You can expect uh, an announcement with that coming very, very soon. Yeah. The Flyers are playing uh, at home at some mm-hmm. point during that week. They've always... Um, Helped us out during the week with, uh, you know, sending players or, or whatever. The Sixers have two home games that week, mm. and I'm working on getting Ben Simmons out to the game. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so, great. He's not even going yeah, on. Yeah, the, the, the request is out right now. He's not really busy. So. He won't be playing. Right. This is so much fun. I think I want to be back on the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, uh, it's, it's um, uh, again, and I'm glad we keep repeating it because it, 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 will, it will surprise you when we're there this early because we kind of had to do it because of the way things have been shaking out, obviously, with the COVID sensibilities and all that stuff. So it, it, it will seem much earlier. It's just a couple of weeks, but just make sure you you put it on your calendar because yeah. we we need you to be there for us. You well, always are. Every year we um, we get anxious about it and we get oh, we yeah. get worried. Are, you I'm know, are, are people, people going to show up? Yeah. Is this going to happen? And then you know, and curve certain curveballs have been thrown at us. Obviously, last year with the pandemic, yeah. and we were like, "How is this going to work?" And as it turns out. People of the uh, Philadelphia, the tri-state area, came through in a huge way and broke all sorts of records. Right. So, we always think we're the ones that are going to screw up. But again, like, so now we've moved the camp out up, and it's earlier than it's ever been. 
Are people listening? Do they know that yeah. that, that things are? Yeah, real? we don't know. Uh, we don't know, and so, but you guys have never disappointed us in the past. So, yeah. I'm optimistic. Yep, me too. All right, well, I'm going to call an audible and have us take a break and see if we can get uh, Rasmus on the line here in just a moment. And uh, we also still have another run at the money clip. We had a winner a little while yeah. ago. She was excited. Let's make you uh, feel that excitement too. Uh, we'll also get to the B pile and more. We'll be back in a sec. Stay with us. All summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Yeah! Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. The All Day Rock Festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. We're going to be drinking. We're going to have a good time. Tickets to party on the lawn start at just 25 bucks, and get you general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot, and The Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock! From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. All right, so uh, our next guest is, uh, he's new to the Flyers. And we love uh, checking in with people who are new and on the team. And uh, obviously excited to get him because he's, uh, he's, a, he's a powerful force. He's a big man. He's a big man, defenseman. And, uh, we, oh, we have this. Hang on a second. Uh, he'll get used to hearing this <laughs> eventually. Please welcome Rasmus Ristolainen to the show this morning. Rasmus, good morning, sir. Morning. Thanks uh, for having me. No problem. I got to make sure I, I did pronounce your name correctly. Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, that's perfect. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Hey, listen, I have to ask you, Rasmus, you know, you've been in the NHL since um, 2013. You've, you've been at it for a while, but you were brought in. You're one of those guys at 18 years old that got thrown right into the big leagues. What, what was that? like man i mean because you you know you go from like around 16 17 years old are you mentally kind of prepping yourself for uh, i'm gonna be playing with these men you know what i mean was it weird for you yeah i mean it was weird i was obviously i was living uh, with my parents when i was uh, back home so i was a little boy didn't know much much about uh what's happening uh in life or off the ice and obviously the the nhl you know Maybe I wasn't that ready for it, and uh, I got sent down to AHL, and that was that really helped helped my game. And uh, then I got then I got uh, back up end of the season, and uh, and uh, was doing better. Uh, I'm always blown away by uh, teenagers who are thrown right into you know this, especially that I'm sure that there were you know stars and people that you followed, and all of a sudden you're you're playing against them. So it just has to be a whole you know. Uh, mental uh, overload when right. something like that happens. But look at you. You did it. You're great. You're kicking butt. You're you're, you're playing well. Um, what do you think? Uh, what have you thought about Philadelphia over the years? Because you've played uh, for a few teams. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have a lot of lot of history here in uh, in Philly and uh, tough place to play and uh, <laughs> always uh, always a good team. And uh, I don't think we got too many points here with uh, with the Sabers. So. So super happy to be here, being in Philly for three weeks now, and uh, really enjoyed my time so far. Right. Yeah, and you're not in Buffalo anymore, and uh, on a lot of levels, that's just got to be great because you, <laughs> you know. And, and I don't mean to speak ill will of a uh, ill of a franchise, but the Sabers just they they languish for a long time. They never uh, really make a playoff push. So to get out of 
that type of a situation, and, and you don't have to speak bad of your former team, but to, to be on a team now that can contend, that can get to, uh, you know, hopefully make the playoffs this year and, and make a, a run at the Cup, it's, it's just got to change your mindset coming into Philly versus what you'd been in in Buffalo for the last few years. Yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, nothing bad to say about, about Buffalo, actually. <clears throat> I actually enjoyed the city and the people, but, yeah, I mean, I needed a change of uh, scenery and uh, and a new fresh start, and uh, so, I mean, feels feels great, and I can't wait to get uh, started. Uh, one of the things, uh, Rasmus, we like to uh, to find out about, you know, our players in this town. Uh, people get very passionate about the team and, and the teammates, and uh so if we could find out just a little bit on, on a personal side, uh, a little bit about you, you know, kind of uh, what you're into. Where now you're from? You're from Finland. Where do you call home now? Do you still go back there, or do you uh, you live in the states now? I, I spend my summers back home in Finland, a uh, city called uh, Turku. I can't even say that. <laughs> Turku. Can't even repeat that. Turku. T T U R K U Turku. Turku. Uh, yeah, it's a cool then, name. So, uh, what are you into? What what type of uh, music and entertainment and things like that? What's what's fun for you to do? Uh, I mean, back home, you know, I just uh, play golf, work out, uh, play paddle, uh, tennis. Just uh, see my see my friends and uh, spend time with them. And then, uh, obviously, last few years it's been tough with the Corona. Haven't been able to travel too right. much, but uh, I really enjoy traveling and uh, seeing new places and. And see some uh, good restaurant and uh, enjoy some uh, good food. Well, you, you're good how's here. You, how's your golf game? Uh, it's so-so. I mean, I'm kind of. <laughs> I would call myself a wild card. I shoot anything between eighty and hundred. So okay. Never how far do you drive the ball? Yeah. Far, but never <laughs> far, but it's never straight. Yeah. Well, it might be time for a uh, like a Happy Gilmore remake, right? <laughs> maybe. Uh, I, I had a question because I, I wasn't sure. If maybe I just uh, misheard you. Did you say you you play puddle? Paddle. It's like paddle. a paddle tennis. I'm not sure okay. if you get have it here, but uh, yeah. It sounds like maybe uh, like pickleball. pickleball? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's called pickle. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's close to pickleball, but it's different. It's like a mini tennis court. You have the cage around the. Oh. Road and uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Can can you hit it off of the walls if you want to? Is that part of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's very popular. When, even though you like, you know, playing a sport like that, which is no contact or anything along those lines, when you're a professional athlete, uh, how do the organizations feel about what you do outside of work that might put you in, you know, that might get you injured? I mean, I don't really ask questions too much. <laughs> <laughs> right, because then you'll tip your hand. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Rasmus, there was another great uh, Finnish defenseman who played in Philadelphia for a long time in Kimo Timonen, and uh, Marissa just handed me a note. She's right. Uh, he's a huge tennis player. Um, he would go to the French Open every year. Are, do you know Kimo? You ever play tennis with him or, or golf, for that matter? I, I know Kimo. I, I was over at uh, his house uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I have not played tennis with him yet. I uh, haven't got the invite, but uh, hopefully in the future. All right. Uh, are you uh, engaged, married, kids, any of that stuff? Single. Ah, there you go. Wow. He says with a knowing grin, well, we're your hookup. Yeah. We can get you all set. We used to send a calendar to yeah, the locker room. Yeah. When, which he many, hockey, I mean, many professional hockey players would treat as a catalog. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Well, listen, yes. it's, what it's what we do. It's in the past. They are classy women that happen to have nice bodies. No, they are. They're wonderful. Yes, no, they all of them are great. Many so. of them still have nice bodies. <laughs>
Uh, this is true. This yeah. is true. Uh, anyway, oh, sorry, we were talking about. Oh, right. sorry, sorry, sorry about that, um, so, uh, how does it feel so far, gelling with the team? You've been in town for uh, for a few weeks. Anybody that you've, um, uh, you know, because I mean, listen, it's always great to have a, a friend, somebody who who can kind of show you around outside right. of work. Have you been hanging out with anybody? Uh, I've been kind of trying to interact with uh, with all the guys, but uh, I've had a couple dinners with uh, Nate Thompson and. Uh, He's uh, he's a great guy, and uh, you know, I mean, all the guys they seem uh, they seem uh, super nice, and I uh, can't wait to you know get on the road and uh, have dinner with uh, with all the boys and uh, spend time in the locker room. So yeah, so it's gonna be fun. It's, it's an interesting life, uh, you know, when you're a professional athlete and, and you 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 play for one city and then you go play for a, a city that perhaps there was a rivalry with. You've got to, I think, psychologically. In a way, you you know you you've got to spend some time in your own head readjusting things, right? I mean, it's it's you know, or, or can you be very antiseptic and just say, uh, like you said, you don't want to speak ill of your your old team, so you you move on. But you know, there there is now everything turns sort of one eighty. Now you look back, that team will now be your rivals, and it's you know, is that something that is is difficult for you to juggle, or is it just part of the the job? No, I think it's personal. It's pretty easy for me. I mean, obviously, the team you play against, they're your enemies, and I've had a good, uh, good battles against uh, against uh, these guys here. And uh, you know, I mean, when you're on the ice, then stuff happens, and then off the ice, you kind of forget it and let it go. And uh, right away after, when I got traded, I got some. Uh, funny funny messages from the from the boys here and you know they're the same thing you know we just do our job and try to try to win and do anything to to get the win and uh you know and now when i go to buffalo they are my i mean obviously they're my friends and shared some uh good moments with them but obviously they are your enemies. Yeah. yeah you're, it's a job. You're doing a, a job. job. You're against them. Hey, do you, Rasmus, do you have any uh, game day superstitions or rituals that you, that you do? No? None. No. <laughs> Nothing. No, you don't, he gets you the don't, job done. You don't eat the same thing or uh, no. no, listen to music or? I'll just make sure I, I eat and drink enough flutes and then get out there and ready to go and, and win. Okay. He's All right. Like, I've got talent. I don't yeah, need yeah, superstitions. Yeah. I like this. You guys would not understand because you have no talent, but I'm good at what I do. All business. <laughs> hey, out of uh, out of Finland, what's um? Is there any uh, alcohol special drinks or anything like that that you that you, do you like or from back home? Uh, I like wine and and uh, there's a drink called uh, long drink, and I think Kimo is kind of bringing it to the states too. And but I mean, I kind of like. Like everything, not a big beer guy, but okay. everything else, pretty much, uh, I will take. Okay, all right. Cool. So when you're home, do you get out on the Gulf of Bothnia at all, or because uh, you're so close, you're so close to the coastline in, in Turku? Yeah, we we go out uh, in, the, in the water with uh, with my friends' boats. Okay, Wait, so are you on Google Maps? Yeah, Google Maps right is now. on Google Maps right I now. wanted to find out because, uh, Preston, you have family in Sweden, and you were there. And, at, at one and I've point, been to Finland. Yeah. And you've been to Finland. So I was. I wanted to ask you, Preston, yes. because you were in an airplane. Hang on a second, Rasmus. You were in an airplane, yeah. uh, and at some point you had gone into the airspace over Finland. Uh, was that coming close out? Close to it. We were flying over the archipelago uh, towards um, Helsinki. Okay, towards Helsinki. I wasn't sure if maybe... 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, what? you were flying right near his house. Oh my god! Did you I see? I probably saw it. I probably <laughs> pointed out, and I'm like, "Look at that place." Do you remember that, Rasmus? When Preston was flying over, did you see him? What? <laughs> Don't worry about no, it. We're yeah, just yeah. having a side conversation. Know, it's uh, all good. Well, listen, we kind of wanted to be the the welcoming committee, uh, Rasmus. I don't know if you know this, but we speak for the entire city of Philadelphia. Yeah, so it's a blessing and a curse. It is. But we just wanted to say welcome to the to, to the city and to the team. We're looking forward to seeing you play and uh, and hopefully having some things to celebrate about uh, yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, guys. You got it. Rock on. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, Rasmus Kristalainen oh, nice guy. on the Nick, Preston and Steve show. Did you say we had tickets to give away? We do have tickets to give away. <gasps> Dear God. Yes. Okay, so we do have tickets to the home opener. Yes, sir. Which is going to be on October 15th. What day of the week is that? Well, that's a good question. If somebody could look that up. So they're going to be playing Vancouver. It's a 7 o'clock show. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets uh, for caller number, uh, I would say 70 because that's his number, but we're not doing that. <laughs> no. Caller 19 at 215-263-WMMR. It's a Friday night in South Philly. Oh, man. It's perfect. Ooh, that sounds good, man. Oh, I could totally do that. All right. Uh, let's set them up. And don't forget, we have a secret text word. And you should uh, be texting that because we're going to be getting a winner very, very soon. Uh, we have about five minutes. So I think we can do the bizarre file right now. Yeah. Case. yeah. Uh, yeah if you could switch you up. up. Give me the intro. We'll do that. And then right after that, of course, uh, the MMR money clip is going to be popping up. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Revivalist Spirits Voted USA Today's Top Craft Gin Distillery. Office uh, offers online ordering and... Offers, oh, offers online ordering delivery of gin, <laughs> vodka, bourbon. Why don't you tell me what you want to see? Pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. You can use the promo code PRESTON for 10% off your purchase. Uh, RevivalSpirits.com. All right, I love this story. It reminds me of the movie Bolt, which I think is an underrated animated movie. It's a cute movie. This is out of Logan, Utah. A guinea pig was rescued from its guinea pig ball. It was just rolling down the road. Oh, that's terrible. I know, right? <laughs> the little guy was found at about 5 a.m. <gasps> on a Friday morning just trucking down the road in his little ball. And uh, it's since been taken to the New Vision Intake and Shelter, uh, where it can be taken care of until picked up by its owner. And they're just asking if you are the owner of the guinea pig to head to the shelter in Logan, Utah, and pick him up. So, That's cute. The little guy's trying to make some time. Yeah. yeah. They found it. I thought that was a fun little story. Uh, a woman has been found in a remote part of a Croatian island with no memory of who she is or how she got there. And she Whoa. was in a strange spot, too. So she was thought to be aged around 60 was given medical assistance after she was found on September 12th on the island of Kirk in northern Croatia. Uh, police who have circulated a photo of the woman said she is of medium build with blonde shoulder-length hair and blue eyes. Uh, she speaks English, but she does not remember her identity. Police said she is currently located in the hospital and is in stable condition. Huh. Several people have responded to a police appeal, but the woman's identity remains a mystery. That's wild. She was spotted on the shore by a man who was in a boat who raised the alarm. 14 members of Croatia's Mountain Rescue Service were able to reach her after driving and then hiking a mile to where she was. So she was that remote. <clears throat> yeah, she had scratches and was extremely dehydrated uh, dehydrated and emaciated, and she could barely take a few sips of water. Mm. Uh, the woman did not know where she came from or how she came to be on the island. 
Uh, she has no documents or cell phone with her, and there is no car nearby. And the area where she was found was very rocky and virtually inaccessible by sea or on foot. Um, Kirk is apparently... Oh, yeah, it's rocky. Uh, you just stay right there. They're coming. Uh, Kirk is the largest of Croatia's uh, Adriatic islands. So she was just wandering? And popular spot with uh, visitors on, on the uh, into the country. So, yeah, they don't know... She had like she had scratches and stuff. It looked like she hit her her face or something. So it's... they say she had fashioned a large profile picture of Sir Mix-a-Lot out of twigs. <laughs> My no, goodness. Yes. Why? Just to alert. Well, she was confused. She didn't know she should have written help instead of <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot. All right, uh, let's go with one more story, and then we got to get to the money. Uh, mother and daughter were charged with murder in connection to a woman who died after receiving an illegal butt lift operation in Los Angeles. There, believe it or not, there is a large underground black market butt lift industry. Big time. The victim, yeah. uh, Carissa Rajpal, shared a video of herself on social media during the operation, which took place in a private home. Uh, Rajpal, who moved to L.A. from South Africa to try and work in the adult entertainment industry, Received three separate procedures and passed away immediately after the third. Jeez. Uh, police have arrested and charged Libby Adame and her daughter Alicia Gomez with murder. Now the LAPD is worried that there could be more victims and is encouraging women to come forward. Uh, Bob Dinlocker of the Los Angeles Police uh, said that the Internet is filled with these horror stories where they're cutting the medical-grade silicone with the stuff that you would caulk your windows with. Or sometimes cement. He said uh, once the some of these chemicals that are not intended for use in humans hit the bloodstream, they attack the heart, the brain, and the kidneys. Oh, for, for what? Yeah, the LAPD is warning women to avoid these underground procedures, which uh, some people seek out because they are less expensive than having the procedure done by professionals. Jeez. Police said Adame and Gomez were charging 3500 to 4500 for the butt lift compared to ten to 15000 that a board-certified professional would charge. But, I mean, why these people... Not the ones going to get this done. That's already crazy enough. But why would they do these people administer this when they there's a really good chance that somebody's going to die from it? I was it. asking the same question to my UPS driver who's doing my penile implant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What did he say? We, we don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. I think it's impressive we went from Sir Mix-a-Lot to a butt story like that. Sure, yeah. Baby got back, man. right? We got to have back. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Kathy! Yeah. We oh no we need to do this first never mind I, I take my screen back it's time for an MMR money clip if we're gonna find out where that nest is we need to learn how to think like a vampire now here's your money clip keyword all right the word is desire d e s i r e and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do this. You can text the special contest short code number 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So once again, the word is desire. D-E-S-I-R-E. Good luck to you. Kathy! Yeah! Uh, I need to, 
Aww. Man, it was so much better the first <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, I need a number caller for a secret text word. We'll go with caller number 12. All right, 12 caller. You heard her. 215-263-WMMR. You got to know the secret text word. And we'll have your chance to win those tickets to uh, Ghost and Volbeat. I know we're doing two contests at the same time. You can you can do that. You can multitask. You can, you can make this happen. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, clouds today and uh, maybe a little passing shower, but nothing too much. T- tomorrow, other story, though. Today's high actually is going to be pretty humid today, but 83 and breezy. Uh, tomorrow... 78 degrees and thunderstorms and maybe a little bit of flooding uh, to be expected. I know, not what you want to hear. Um, but uh, that's the one day of that. We do get a little bit of rain Friday earlier on, high 73. And then Saturday, which is where we are keeping a close look on things because the MMRBQ is on Saturday, 76 degrees and sunshine. Yes! Oh, Woo! my God. Perfect. That's one of those, you, if you ever play an outdoor event, you know. You're just hanging on, hanging on until... Please. Yes, please don't. Please don't, right? It's looking yeah. good. Looking solid. Yeah, absolutely. So we're happy about that. Uh, there's a show that's not until February, and we want to give away tickets to this for the secret text word, and we are looking for call number 12, and that's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Wonderful, Jeff. Uh, we need the secret text word, and if you get it right, we got a prize for you. It's going to be Goblin. Goblin, yes. <laughs> You got it, Jeff. I want you to hang on the line because we're going to give you tickets to see this band, Ghost, and also Volbeat with special guest Twin Temple, Saturday, February 12th at uh, the BB&T Pavilion. Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. There are complete details available at WMMR.com. There's another chance for you to win tickets uh, if you're an MMR VIP. You need to listen to Jackie Bam Bam at night. All this week as well for even more chances to win tickets. And speaking of winning, we have to congratulate Wayne Henderson of Warminster, Pennsylvania. That is the random texture that we drew, and he is going to get tickets to go to the show as well. So congrats. All right, lesson question time. We have something else to give away, and that would be a digital download of the Shawshank Redemption. Question that we have this morning is, surprisingly, who did Prince Philip bequeath all his belongings to? (laughs) That's from uh, about 6.55 this morning. So if you've been an early riser and stuck with us all morning long, you may know the answer to that. Surprisingly, who did Prince Philip bequeath all of his belongings to? 215-263-WMMR. While you call him, we do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's. Order through the Jersey Mike's app for free delivery on Saturdays. Jersey Mike's, 
a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Mama June Shannon's estranged boyfriend, Gino Doke, has checked himself into a strict rehab facility in South Carolina. Doke says he is tired of being a loser with a crippling drug problem and wants the chance to be just a loser. (laughs) (laughs) After recently revealing she is pregnant, Kylie Jenner announcing the creation of a new company called Kylie Baby. From what we understand, Kylie's unborn baby is signed a non-compete contract, forbidding it from working in another uterus. (laughs) She's very strict about that. And finally... Candace Cameron Bure was asked on the 25th anniversary of The View if she would ever consider returning to the show as a co-host. Bure says there are a few things she would like to do first, including removing her labia with a belt sander. Wow. <laughs> That's your All right. Uh, let's see if we can get the answer to the question. Surprisingly, who did Prince Philip bequeath all his belongings to? We will go to Bill to see if he knows the answer. Hey there, Bill. Hey, guys. How you doing? Wonderful, Bill. All right, so who, surprisingly, did Prince Philip bequeath all his belongings to? To downtown Julie Brown. Yeah! Wubba wubba. No one saw it coming. Bill, you got it. We're going to set you up with a digital download of the Shawshank Redemption. You can relive extraordinary performances by Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins and experience the iconic film about the triumph of the human spirit again. It's available now for the first time on 4K Ultra HD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by... Jersey Mike's. You can order through the Jersey Mike's app for free delivery on Saturdays. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Uh, we'll begin with this. The feud between Machine Gun Kelly and Slipknot's Corey Taylor has escalated. I don't understand this feud. On Twitter, Corey Taylor recorded a verse for a song on his tickets to my downfall album and says that he didn't use it because he was so effing terrible. Uh, so, okay. Mm. I, I guess so. So... Taylor recorded a verse for Machine Gun Kelly's album? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Tickets to my downfall. Nick, can you see if that's the name yeah. of Machine it, it is? No, or? I'm, I'm okay. going to look. Because I'm a little... I, I haven't been following this uh, particular feud. No, I, I know that saw... he was having an issue with uh, Conor McGregor at the behind the scenes at the MTV uh, Video Awards. Yeah, uh, so Corey did it for... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly's album. And, and then he, he says he didn't use it because it was so effing terrible. Well, he okay. can't say that. Yeah. Taylor tweeted back at him and said he didn't like people airing private S like a child. He also included screenshots of their text exchanges. Uh, their feud began some time ago, but over the weekend, while both artists were performing on separate stages in Chicago, Machine Gun Kelly started slamming Taylor again. He told the audience, you, uh, you, all, know, uh, you all want to know what I'm happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old, wearing an effing weird mask on the effing stage. Okay. So... What's that about? I don't know. I, I don't think... Okay. I'm sorry, Machine Gun Kelly. You? you yeah, exactly. Suck my... <laughs> and shut the f*** up, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, you don't know. That no. Uh, Dave Grohl admitted that over 25 years since the death of his Nirvana bandmate, Kurt Cobain, he's still working through his suicide. Um, the singer-songwriter and guitarist shot himself to death, obviously, in 1994 in a room above the garage of his Seattle home. But uh, Loudersound.com reported that Dave spoke candidly about Cobain in the new BBC documentary called When Nirvana Came to Britain, revealing, I'm still processing Kurt's death because I have to explain it to my kids who love Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, because for the longest time, I would try to 
process it and talk about it with friends and family and things like that, and they would help me. But now I feel like I have to help my kids go through it. And he said it's a lifetime of healing. Mm. Uh, He went on to say, when I first joined the band, it was so much fun. I lived on the couch in Kurt's living room. We rehearsed in a barn. We set up our gear. We played those songs, and people bounced around and got hot and sweaty. I really loved the connection and the appreciation that Nirvana's audience have with the band. He also recently told Classic Rock Magazine, I still have dreams that we're in Nirvana, uh, that we're still a band. I still dream there's an empty arena waiting for us to play. Uh, but I don't sit down at home and run through Smells Like Teen Spirit by myself. It's just a reminder that the person who is responsible for those beautiful songs is no longer with us. He said it's bittersweet. So it's something he has to deal with. I saw this yesterday and was very delighted. Getty Lee announced that he will publish his autobiography ah. in the fall of next year. But is he going to go on tour in support of that? You know what he did with his big, beautiful book of bass? Yeah. Uh, and I would imagine it depends on COVID restrictions because he still hasn't left Toronto in like a year and a half. And in his uh, Instagram post yesterday, he talks about, this is the first time I've hung around here this long since... I, since we were a band, uh, a teenagers in a band. Well, listen, we can even zoom his ass up if we need to. Uh, yeah, you're right. So the Rush bassist wrote the still-untitled memoir while in lockdown in Toronto and revealed on social media how he spent the pandemic, posting in part, uh, there were some shiny silver linings to be found at home, uh, teaching my grandson the finer points of baseball and bird watching, uh, tending to my pups, one of whom was quite ill, and spending the evenings with my lovely better half, Glass of Armagnac in hand. He's a big wine aficionado. Yeah. As we watched every European mystery show ever produced. Oh, and another thing. I began to write words, that is. Uh, He went on to explain that the long shadow of drummer Neil Peart's 2020 death played a part in inspiring the upcoming tome. He said, my friend and collaborator on the big, beautiful book of bass, Daniel Richter, uh, saw how it was struggling in the aftermath of Neil's passing. And tried coaxing me out of my blues with some funny tales from his youth, daring me to share my own in return. So I did, reluctantly at first, but then remembering, oh yeah, it's like wrestling, but with words. And he went on to write and write and write and continue to write, so he's decided he's going to make it official. And I'll have a book out next fall, which should be pretty cool. This is an interesting story. Uh, The Mongolian group, The Who? Yes. uh, They played a sold-out show at Irving Plaza in New York City on Saturday as part of their North American headlining tour, the audience included Whoopi Goldberg. Really? Wow. Who even went backstage to hang out with the band. Is she a big fan? Don't know. Have no idea. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> These guys are Mongolian, by the way. Uh, so I have no idea why, uh, huh. but maybe she likes them. Who knows? I, I would never figure that. Uh, they were founded in 2016 in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. And apparently the Who's name, which is spelled H-U, translates to the Mongolian root for the word human being. Perhaps Whoopi's Mongolian. You never know. Yeah. You never know. All right, and the last uh, bit of information we have this morning, the Rolling Stones played their first show without the late Charlie Watts uh, since January 1963 on Sunday night. The band performed. Listen to this. Did you know this is a private gig? I didn't know this. No, ex- it seemed like a small stage when I was watching the video. An exclusive private gig at St. Louis's Dome at America Center for New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. What? They're believing the Stones, the biggest bands in the world, right? Sometimes play private shows. Who was I just seeing that just did a gig? Um, they were saying, speculating it was probably a seven-figure deal mm-hmm. to play this party. Yeah. 
So behind the kit was longtime Stones associate and Keith Richards solo collaborator Steve Jordan, who will be sitting in for watch during the upcoming dates. We have a clip of uh, of uh, Mick on stage. Uh, so well, let's play that. He uh, he addresses uh, Charlie. Ready? Yep. All right. It's a bit of a poignant night for us. This is our first tour in 59 years that we've done without our lovely Charlie Box. And we all miss Charlie so much. We miss him as a band. We miss him as friends uh, on and off the stage. And we've got so many memories of Charlie. And uh, I'm sure some of you that have seen us before have got memories of Charlie as well. God, it sounds like they're playing in a restaurant or yeah. something like that, doesn't it? That's so we'll say happy birthday to Debbie wow. and uh, try some of the chicken fingers. <laughs> Table 19, your pizza yeah, is ready. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they played private gig, Robert Kraft. I'm curious what that cost. I mean, oh, that, my God. You're that, looking crazy money. That guy goes to a strip mall for a rub and tug. I he know, and then he the hires the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Come on, man. Where are your it's priorities? priorities? It's about priorities. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what if he ever paid any one of his uh, tug queens seven figures? Uh, yeah. You're right? You have to tip her handsomely. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw in an extra mill. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that's the first show that they have played uh, without Charlie. All right, there you go. That's what we have uh, in the entertainment news or in the music news, I should say, this morning. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're wrapping up the show. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. And is today the triumphant return? Yeah. I think it is. Mr. Pierre Robert. Uh, so he will be uh, he'll be taking care of you as always. And he supposedly is coming in debuting his buzz cut today, Preston. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. We're in that uh, weird stage where it starts to transition where you can have the AC on a little bit in the car, but also your seat warmer. Right. Yeah. Like, right. And in the house thing where we right. start getting really, really cold at night. And, right. And you got to figure out what you want to do. So... Uh, anyhow, uh, one of the best things, uh, things though, is that uh, Saturday looks fantastic. Uh, I, 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 honestly, listen, I've always said that the you know the event transcends the weather, which is yeah. great. And we've always had we've had some rough weather now, and then it doesn't matter. People still have a blast, but uh, to have this, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, it can make it that much better. So um, we are looking at. 76 degrees in sunshine. On yeah. Saturday, so it's a beautiful thing. Perfect. I want to thank uh, J.J. French of yes. uh, Twisted Sister for being on this morning. He was great, man. We could have kept talking to him. In fact, he went like several minutes over our budgeted time. Yeah. And we had to wrap it up, but uh, he was fantastic. He's got a book called Twisted Business Lessons from My Life in Rock and Roll. It's available on Amazon. Thank you to Rasmus uh, Ristolainen, who was on the show as well. 
Two Flyers defensemen from uh, Finland. Definitely sounded like a Finn. <clears throat> and uh, nice guy. So we had uh, an enjoyable time talking to him. And we gave away some money this morning. Went on Fox Good Day. Robert Irvine was on the yeah. show. Yeah. Robert Irvine's uh, new Irvine Spirits available uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's through... Uh, our friends at Boardroom Spirits, and he's got his Beats and Eats food and music event coming up November 1st at the Fillmore, which maybe he'll stop by for the camp out for hunger. There's a lot of good stuff happening around that time. We'll have to see about that. Well, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Pierre Robert. Like it or not. Nice to see you. Like it or not, it's what you get, man. You get what you get. And you don't get upset. And you don't get upset. That's right. Do you have a good time off? Yes, very nice. Nice. Travel? Uh, yeah, went out to California. The fires, you know, out in uh, Lake Tahoe were, were off and on in terms of the smoke. They basically got the one near Tahoe contained, but it was um, it was smoky at yeah. various times. Um, so not uh, sometimes you felt like you had a, a stuffy nose. So I can't imagine living in it all the time for right. people who are out there all the time. It's pretty terrible. They're, they're trying to uh, redirect the fires away from the uh, the, the, the Sequoia. General uh, Sherman. Yeah, right. the General yeah. Sherman, yeah. which yeah, they actually yeah. wrapped the base of it in like a heat-resistant. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. wild. I had to actually was going to get out of the bizarre file, but never did get to it. But yeah. they, it's... You know, they, they avoided all that. People are wrapping their houses in that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's like a giant aluminum foil kind of a substance. Um, anything. Anything not, you need to do, right? Yeah. Um, it's It's been a god-awful year for firefighters, and we're still, October is f- considered fire season. Yeah, right. The so, winds kick up, too. And the winds kick yeah. up, yeah, in various parts of Santa Ana winds and such. So, anyway... Um, but uh, we wish them Godspeed. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, we would like to get our letter, if you're good. I would like to give it to you. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... E as in early bird. Yeah, and we got a four-pack of front row tickets just behind the pit and VIP access, including food and drinks, as Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents... WMMR's MMRBQ 2021 this Saturday. The weather's going to be beautiful. BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth, Wolfgang, Van Halen, Aaron Jones, Foxtrot, and The Get Down. Tickets to party on the lawn, and you know you want to, start at just $25. You can visit WMMR, uh, WMMR.com. There you go for complete uh, details. So, first day back, what's coming up? I was thinking it'll be the first time we've had decent weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like perfect weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like perfect weather. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, every, it seems like I've always sort of campaigned, why don't we push it back just a little bit <laughs> a- until winter is a little more over. Um, but um, uh, we tend to do it that second or third weekend in May normally. But uh, with the pandemic, we pushed it back. And God bless us. Mm. Well, again, cross our fingers. What are you laughing at, Kathy? God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Uh, it's going to hopefully, um, you know, be just a lovely, lovely day. Um, so on the program today, we've got uh, Joan Jett's birthday to celebrate. We will get to that. Um, also, the Killers are playing the Electric Factory tonight. It's That's great. so amazing. I thought it was um, Frankfurt Music Hall, isn't it? It's or is that the, the same Electric thing? Sorry, Factory. sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I get confused. I mean, well, no, it's technically called the Frankfurt yeah, Musical yeah, yeah. or Frank Town or whatever the hell they're right. calling it, but it's the Electric Factory. Is it uh, sold out, I assume? I th- I don't know. I have uh, seen them I there, to... and uh, it was one of my favorite shows of all time. Wow. Yeah. 
I saw Brandon Flowers do a solo show there, and it was amazing. I, I still just really like that room. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a cool room. It's not um, it's not perfect sound wise, or but it's just got a cool vibe to it. I don't know. I love the factory. So the Killers are going to be there. We'll do a block of the Killers and uh, probably do Emma Barbecue blocks every day up to the big show. Huh. So we'll get to one of those. Nice. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and uh, by uh, Froelich's Farm Festival, which is kicking off Saturday, uh, October 2nd, with a special appearances from Nick McElwain. Mm. Info at froelichsfarm.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we're going to talk to Miami Steve Van Zandt, or Little Van Zandt, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, little Steven will be joining us, and M. Night Shyamalan hey. on the show as well, so it should be a good one. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Preston and Steve. Hey, everybody! It's good to have you on the ba ba two da ba two ba 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 do ga ga ba ba da. Installing brand new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at the Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low maintenance, including options that are odor and stain resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at the Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more. No square foot minimum. Excludes in stock styles. U.S. only. See store for details.